Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. Was hard, but not anymore. Thanks to Wondersuite from Bluehost. Answer a few questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically create your website or store. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content, and we automatically help you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today, and welcome to episode 284 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And it is me, Carrick, with ACG. And I'm Dustin with Last Stand Media and Handsome Phantom. I don't know why I, we I, all became scientific right there. I don't yeah, know. We did. When you asked me, I was like, <laughs> I, I, suddenly I was just like, perfect pronunciation for some weird reason. <laughs> I, I was gonna say dustin i'm impressed you didn't stumble on your words the amount of times i've accidentally said colin's last stand right we are now last stand media are mm -hmm. we not and so, that's right Big i'm gonna give you a rebrand i'm gonna give you a couple episodes until you get that one wrong mm, i feel okay. like it's you're gonna you're gonna call it uh, last stand media right you get me a, a little bit of that yeah I think. I think the hardest thing is that it's since it was cls for so long and now mm -hmm. it's like I don't know whether LSM is like the new CLS because I don't know if that's, I think just last stand is that's what I would ideally have it be. It's just last stand. But a lot of right. people have picked up on calling it last stand media as well, which it's like, yeah, I was impressed. I was impressed. Um, for those who don't know myself and Carrick have launched a new show in tandem with last stand media, Colin Moriarty's, uh, uh, company uh, it's called defining duke it's an xbox podcast uh we're doing that each and every single week and so if you want more of us um that is a place to go we're going to focus on xbox and pc information entirely we have a game pass pick of the week section uh like i said news we do patron questions from the last stand media patreon uh we're really excited about it it's been in development for a while so to finally unveil it and see how many people were truly excited um you know we want to thank a lot of people here who listen because there's a lot of crossover between us three, you know, between ACG, my channel and, and Colin's audience. Uh, there's a lot there. And so um, I think this podcast is kind of at the core of that, right? Because we all come from three different areas together right. to do this show. And so I think that represents that strongly. And so if you want more of that, um, please go ahead, give it a listen. It's over on the Last Stand Media YouTube channel, as well as uh, all free feeds that you can listen to. Give us your feedback, your criticism. And uh, Dustin, yes. I'd like to shout you out once more, as Colin did online, because you were definitely the the hidden force behind mm. the scenes, really pushing the changes and the ideas and and um, definitely for sure fighting for me to, to get, not that Colin had an issue, but like to, to get the Xbox podcast rolling because we had a lot of ideas that we were toying with and you kind of championed all of that. So as I've said with our show, you know, you, you lay your, your hands on something, you make it better. So bravo to you once more. You've you've done an excellent job. Well, thank you, you. All the credit in the world. Oh, I appreciate that. I'm just, I'm happy that like we were able to create this synergy of like so many people, like, like you were saying, there's so many crossover fans and we knew there were crossover fans for for you, Maddie and Colin, but, and I knew there were crossover fans for, for Carrick as well. But I think the most surprising thing is that the, like some people are, are really like, this is, this is the dream come true of having these three <laughs> brands together in some fashion. So as a, as a, your producer for the Xbox show, which 
to be to be clear for everybody, if if you're worried that it's going to be too much like Ham, I'm not on the Xbox show. This is a Maddie and Carrick joint, but I'm 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 you know in the shadows producing, so I'm just happy to bring the right people together to make awesome stuff. And so, Hell yeah, yeah, and the the reaction has already been insanely positive, and uh, yeah. it's cool. I don't, I'm just. I don't want to wax poetic too much about this, but it's exciting for me because I feel like uh, there's so much opportunity in that Xbox space to do a super high quality focused podcast that isn't just, you know, fanboys jerking around. Um, sorry, that yeah. wasn't quite as good as as Carrick's from from the last episode of the. Oh yeah, yeah. everyone <laughs> loved that shit, Carrick. That episode where you were losing your mind and and just like making gestures and and all types of things. That was a no uh, thing occurred. <laughs> yeah, of course, <laughs> it's in the past, right? The yeah. video suddenly got privated. Uh, yeah, it was, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we we had a good time that episode, and so. Yeah, if you want more of us, long story short, uh, search up Defining Duke. If you want early access to that, you can sign up to Colin's Patreon, which is uh, Last Stand Media. Uh, but if you want to support this show, you're just into this sh- uh, show strictly, uh, you can head over to my Patreon, Mr. Matty Plays. And uh, over there, we offer early access to this show. Uh, early access goes live on Friday nights, and then it goes live to everyone on free feeds and whatnot on Sunday. So if you want to support this, get a bonus show. We do an extra slice of ham. That's returning uh, this coming Wednesday because we did take a little bit of a break from that type of stuff for the holidays. Um, While we were away, we had the uh, History of Pandemic uh, kind of documentary recordings I did. I repurposed the project and did a podcast episode with it. A lot of people really liked it, so that was cool to see. Something that we'll keep our eyes open for in the future for bonus shows and whatnot to offer you all but anyway um this show is based entirely around just general gaming discussions and hot takes and all that shit we all like to wear glasses here as Carrick puts his shades on and so yeah, sorry, um my eyes gonna... <laughs> no i get it dude i was uh i was telling my girlfriend i was like i'm having like really bad eye strain lately and so yeah. um i didn't want to i didn't want to hit defining duke too hard with the double shades show like we You're, tend to do it may have to happen but, man <laughs> but uh you know now i'm um, now that we're comfortable after one single episode i might have to uh because we're gonna be looking at screens a fuck ton more uh yeah. but over here it's just a very relaxed kind of chatter. We fuel the show with your questions. We have a whole section dedicated to that. Um, but as always, we like to open up the show with what we're up to and what we're playing. Gentlemen, it's been a couple of weeks since we've all really convened for something like this. We've talked, of course, on and off uh, since the holiday episode. But for now, whoever wants to go first, what have you been playing and what have you been doing? Go ahead, Dustin, since Maddie and well, I did yeah. Wednesdays. Okay. True. So first of all, I have to show off this shirt that my wife Holly got me for Christmas. It is Tomba, is which Maddie oh, is no. so ignorant that he doesn't even know what that oh, is. Oh no! Oh so no. I got the Tomba shirt, and of course, so this is what it looks like. Okay. For the Last Stand Discord members out there, she also got me this this cup, which says "I am the Weeb am, King" wow. on it, <laughs> and it has a picture of me as a baby <laughs> with a Burger wow. King hat. And then she also went as far as to put this quote from Hal Miyazaki that says anime was a mistake on it. Did he actually say that? Yes. Is that he no actually, way. Which he was referring to the fact that like uh, anime now in modern day has been so like, you know, soulless. Uh, so many tropes and it's so unoriginal compared yeah. to when. I, uh, I I can kind of agree with that. I, you know, these last couple of weeks we've we've had off. I haven't had to work. So I've just upped my anime intake and I'm starting to notice 
a real overlap in, in some of the shit that people are calling high quality. And so, yeah, oh. I, I, I kind of agree. I was <laughs> so what's ironic is that I'm not like I'm the self-declared weeb king, but I'm really like nowhere near the the weebiest of them all. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things where I'm like, well, I'm the guy that that can bring you all together. You know what I mean? I may not be the strongest, but I can I can lead you You're to greatness. Right. Yeah. So it's 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 very stupid, but um, <laughs> it's fun. I'll go down and my wife will be watching anime. I'll be like, so do you have any recommendations of an anime that's about a bunch of high school kids? I just I really like anime about high school kids. I'm, and there's so few of them. So <laughs> it's just so. Yeah. But other than that, you know, Christmas was good. I got Crash Four. it's about oh. time, which my dad came in clutch because I was totally joking with my family. I was like, yeah, no one gets me video games anymore because and rightfully so, because I just buy all the games that i want when they come out yeah right <laughs> and and he's and then i was like oh but you know maybe if i get a gift card i'll buy crash and i was like i was totally not fishing or anything right and then my dad went and got me got me crash it was the first time i've gotten That's a video true. game since like i was in high school so i've been playing a little bit of that and you know it sucks i really have barely played any games just because as you were saying we were doing this rebrand it's kept me yeah, up. Certainly, you've been more uh, yeah. than us. <laughs> yeah, it, it's kept me up many nights, and uh, so I've I've still been like playing Cyberpunk here and there, and um, doing that kind of stuff. But I just did that. I okay, it's probably a spoiler. I'll I'll save it to talk to you privately. But I just did a really cool mission that that was with Hell a yeah. character that I really like named Judy, and oh. I'm a oh, big God. Judy fan. In oh, fact, wow. I think I'm a Judy. Uh, Judy is my waifu. If this wasn't an, an anime game, ah, so okay. See, I'm on the side of the fence where I am gonna marry Takamura of all people because oh. everyone's fawning over Pan Am, a great character, and Judy, another great character. But I feel like because Takamura is not romantical, no one's just fawning over the man who has the best backstory in the game. Oh, I mean. Dude, that's, I still that's... know so little about him because of the way I'm playing the game. I'm just like, okay, I'm really not done a lot of the story stuff. I, I don't know. I He's don't want to get into a whole but... a whole cyberpunk conversation because people are probably. I mean, we're going to talk about cyberpunk news, like related to actual stuff. But I'm just surprised that like a lot of people haven't talked about. I feel like some of the backstories of these characters and some of their character based missions are actually really good. Like, I'm I really enjoying just... that aspect of it. It's but. really just the kind of fallout. I call it the Fallout 76 debacle where you just had boom, boom, boom. Sure. Like problem after problem. And it just, anytime there was an opening for that conversation to be had, it kind of got understandably so snuffed out. So, yeah. Yeah. That's okay. a game I've wanted to go back to. I've been switching between a lot of games personally, but Cyberpunk's one that I uh, I well and truly miss, even though I only played it about a month ago at this point in time. But uh, I put like 65 hours in and I was like, all right, I'm going to start to toy with other stuff and I'm planning on getting back into it as you know, we wait for that new patch to drop. Now, Maddie, one other thing I have to say, and then I want to kick it to Carrick, but since I know the, the free feed, the YouTube fans, you know, they're, they're so anxious to call us fanboys. They can just go <laughs> ahead and, and call me a fanboy for this PlayStation. Actually, I'm one of the fans that Carrick was talking about that. the last episode with the, you know, the, uh, yeah, the big oh, yeah. dicks. No, but my, <laughs> My mom got me this beautiful uh, neon sign because I was saying like, oh, man, it would be cool to get a neon sign in here. Mm. That's what she got me. I so. love that. That's awesome. Yeah. 
So if you say I'm a fanboy, fuck you. Okay, you're, told you're, fanboy. you're disrespecting my mom's gift to me. How dare you? <laughs> so, Derek, what about you? What have you been playing, and what have you been up to? I mean, I kind of know what you've been up to, but not everyone knows you as well as I do. Um, I mean, in the least creepy way possible. Get, or, I'm so well, jealous. Yeah, it's sorry. You've already skipped out on that. It's already incredibly <laughs> creepy. Like it's, it's moved. It's moved to that already. Uh, I overall mostly Hitman because um wanted to sort of check it out and play a bunch of it just in case like review how review code was being handled um and if you get it or whatever this this preview code came with all the levels which was cool and and sort of makes sense for that game i guess but it was nice to sort of play that and do the preview today we had probably one, i think maybe one of the more successful podcasts we've ever had um for the international nice. which was awesome it was unfortunate because one of the main guys couldn't come um he has a and he talks about this, but he's got a physical, like a, a disease that like sitting for too long is painful. So like he, he hasn't been able to show up for like the last three big ones. And so we always tease him and we're like, thank God you weren't here, man. We had an amazing <laughs> podcast, <laughs> but we did. We had a, we had a phenomenal podcast. It was, um, I think we got like 150 subscribers. Like it was ridiculous. Good shit. And uh, yeah, that, that was, that was a blast to do. Cause it's been a while. Cause I really haven't wanted to engage with like video gamers too much. Just sort of step back and do my own shit because i haven't even done much in my discord i went into last stand discord and yours in occasionally but i really haven't done much of that then i jumped to doing the DD podcast tabletop i call it DD, but tabletop podcast and um i did that because a friend asked me because they said that um it was the most toxic community that they'd ever experienced was tabletop slash DD. And they were like, I know you won't have an issue if these people are toxic and I want you to talk about some of the stuff. And I was like, it can't be that fucking bad, man. It's worse. (laughs) It's it's tabletop slash role playing. Dude. If I, if you say a group is toxic, you're banned. Oh, if you say a group, if you say you guys are being mean banned, if you argue about rules Hmm. banned, I've had creators of D and D games block me on twitter because i asked about something it is it to say d to say video games have a have a a discourse that can be uncomfortable is absolutely true i don't even like the word toxic but we can use it to say this is ten thousand times worse would be such an understatement it's been it's not it's imagine if every creator of video games was like every creator of youtube channels was like every shitty fan all combined that's what Mm. you deal with and it's weird because, like I said, I was asked to make a video and talk about these things and talk about games in a place that was, like, safe for people. That was, like, a little bit more comfortable because a lot of people were having issues in various forums and stuff. And like I said, I was like, there's no chance it's this bad. And, dude, it's been – it's almost been cool because it's reminded me that while video gamers can appear like a bunch of jackasses, man, we got trumped. And I don't mean that in the in the, in the political way. Uh, they they're way worse. It was just it was. And and by the way, also many amazing people. I'm just saying that the course, discourse but... and the reaction is bad. So it's been yeah. phenomenal to do that because I love D and In fact, I would say it's like airsoft D and D video games, and they switch places for like what I like the most. And so um, doing a podcast and having we've got some visitors coming on. Um, it's really exciting to do something that's analog because I like, well, I don't want to, I like touching shit. I don't know any other way to say it. I like physical <laughs> stuff, man. You know, I like to, I showed you those miniatures I have. 
I like, right. I've got my Skylanders here. There's something sometimes about having something in your hand and moving it on a table versus even if you have a free version of the digital game. Sometimes I'm like, it's not the same, man. So oh, absolutely. I, you know, I mean, we, we talked about it a lot when I told you about the Yu-Gi-Oh like, stuff, card right? Games. Or, or, yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh yeah. or Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball. Uh, I, I, I like, you know, they have digital versions of these games, but for me, they just never mentally click. Like I, I, I right. tend to misplay a lot because it's different when I have the whole set of cards in my hands. Like I'm just a yep. way better player that way. And I enjoy it far more. I think it's just cause it's an actual mental disconnect from something I spend probably like 60% of my life doing, which is all digital, you know? So it's, it's definitely like a, a disruption. And I think that's half the appeal for people like us who are on camera, on screen most of the time. Are you guys? And into- then lastly, um, I just want to say one game real quick, and then we will jump. Um, space, fuck! I knew I was going to mess it up. I've never got this game name right. Space Traders, Frontiers, Star Traders, Frontiers. Fuck. Okay, hang on, hang on. There is a game that is so good. Star so good. Traders, wow. yeah, Star Traders Frontier. So two brothers, the Tresse brothers, originally started on Android and made these games, and they're like, imagine Darkest Dungeon mixed with like a four X space game hmm. mixed with the movie Dune. And these two brothers have made a couple and their, their most recent one is called frontiers and it's on Android. It's on PC on steam. It is unfortunately not on switch, but if you ask me like what would be one of my top games, I would say it's in the top five and it's probably three or four years old. But when wow. I mean top five is I mean in 2020, and in 2021, dude, I have like 600 hours in this fucking thing. It's I, uh, I'm looking right now. I don't like this, Android uh, games, by the way, just so everybody knows. Like it's yeah. it's it's lit my fire. Like I cannot stop playing it. I'm looking right now. It does look a lot like Darkest Dungeon. What's interesting is I was just thinking about the sequel and how I really want it. Like I want the sequel for Darkest Dungeon. Oh, Darkest so bad. Dungeon. Yeah, yeah just because. I don't know why. I must be just a masochist because that game I was fucking terrible at. Like, I was just not good. Yeah, I'm seeing it now. It's like a 4X. This is crazy. Dude, it's very different. By the way, best HUD ever in a game. Ever. Yeah. Of any game in the world. This is the only game I've ever seen that not only you have 25, 30, 50, 100 different people who are on your battleship, your space battleship. Whenever you upgrade a character, skills, abilities, whatever, when you look to upgrade them, it tells you every single character that's got that skill, every single character and what their level in that skill is, as well as what your level in the skill is. And then every time you travel in the game world, it rolls dice to see if something weird happens. So you might go between two star systems. And as you go for each turn, it'll be like nothing, nothing, nothing. And then it'll be like, okay, there was a fire in the engine room. But Joe Bob and Billy and Kendra we're all all have a plus four to like put out fires and you can read this thing as it goes on. And those affect you and they affect you completely separately from the main game. They're just a flavor situation, Mm -hmm. but it tells you every single thing ever. So there's no place in that game that you will ever need to go anywhere else. And I can't tell you, I, I don't even think there's a single PC game. I can say that where I'll go to buy a skill and I'll be like, what skill? Who has this skill? Does somebody else have this skill? Does somebody else have this weapon? You know, where's this character? And I'll have to go to somebody else's screen. And this is the first game. Like I DM'd them and I was just like, dude, like you, I don't, you don't know me, but you're, your shit's awesome. You need to work for every PC company and every console company in the world making like UIs. It's, it's fucking, yeah. it's phenomenal. Maybe one of the reasons I, uh, why I like it so much. Yeah. It's interesting. I, uh, 
it came out in 2018, and they're working on a game now called Cyber Knights Flashpoint. Like XCOM a little bit? I, yeah, it's very XCOM. It's yeah. it's very much XCOM inspired. Yeah, I'm looking right now. I wasn't sure if I'd like that, but I got to tell you that, man. Like, this... It doesn't look as strong, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, the, anyway, this game, I've like filled my Discord. I think I talked about it in, in Colin's Discord as well. Like, I just, I can't, I can't get enough of it. Anyway, that's it for me. Dustin, you were about to say something. Oh, um, trying to remember what it was. Oh, oh I, I was just, I was, I was going to add to the conversation talking about physical stuff because mm. I was going to ask you guys if you liked building, whether it's, I lo- a lot of people like Legos. I respect it. I once liked Legos, but I can't. Now that I've gotten into model kits, <laughs> they're so much more satisfying than Legos to me. So, yeah. but it is nice. Are you that talking tactile. model kits for like Warhammer forty thousand, or are you talking MIG for you like MIGs and F sixteen models? I'm I'm talking like uh, Gundams and and Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. So sure, like yeah. the the, yeah. the Bandai cool. kits. So, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, it's been a while. Like I, w- I went really hard on model kits, like around a year ago now, and then I kind of dropped it for a little bit because it's a very like, it's very time consuming. Exactly. But as you were saying, like everything we do is so digital. We're always looking at screens, and then like it's nice to just like take little scissors and cut pieces yep. out, <laughs> and then you know what I mean, like with your razor blade for an hour trying to get the little what's that called flash, trying to get the flash off of one little edge. I always call it crispy, like a crisp. I don't know why (laughs) I call it that, but I'm like, oh, I got this crisp here. You just got (laughs) to, so. It's why I like to read, personally. That's uh, usually my go-to when I'm trying to break off, whether it's, like, simple, like, manga and comics, which is admittedly still kind of eye-poppy to to the same degree as games for me at times, but, uh, you know, more normal books, of course. So, yeah. That's why sometimes the Kindle is so helpful because it's just everything in one little tablet but it's a tablet sometimes i like to hold the physical thing so dude there's studies by the way oh sorry i was just gonna say there's studies that prove for sure that people learn differently on a tablet versus a a book like i definitely retain i buy physical books all the time like i have way too many we have to donate them but i'm like dude i won't remember shit if it's a Mm tab or or i'll have to go don't talk to me you know, where with a yeah. book, man, there's something about turning a page and your brain is like, this next page matters. <laughs> yeah. About, right? Like, well, I don't know. That's the only way I can describe it. There is, I can't cite it. And I, this is, was, was a while ago, but I, during some course I took, there was scientific studies done that, like, your brain reads things differently from a screen. You're, like, naturally trained to skim and, like, pick out yeah. keywords on a, right. on a, a lit screen. And so. Yeah. You know, Makes sense. Kindle. But Maddie, you held up that manga. I've been really thinking about they have an Akira box set of all the manga. Oh yeah. It's hundred and fifty dollars though. That's the mm. problem, is that manga is so That's expensive to own. I I go in, in bursts, right? This is slam dunk. I got two volumes here. We'll go through those two over time, and then after that, we'll dive into the next volume. Right now I'm really liking it. It's kind of cool. So nice. That, and I've also been reading right underneath it here. This was sent to me, by the way, so just everyone keep that in mind for any positive things I say. But I was sent this Divinity Original Sin 2 Godwoken. Um, it's called The Collector's Edition. It's a it's a comic book, but it's like a novel. It's like 300 pages. I'm about halfway through it. And uh, it's awesome because 
it pretty much takes, you know, for those who have never played Divinity Original Sin 2, the game starts in this place called Fort Joy. Uh, you have these people who use this type of magic called Source. And um, so the, the Source, uh, the I forgot the name of them, but um, the, the Magisters are capturing people who are using Source because they feel they cannot be controlled. And so you sort of understand their reasoning, but there are your own characters you can make. And then there's six intro characters that can join your party if you're playing by yourself or you can play their origin story, they call it. And so what this book does is builds their backstory to what brings them to Fort Joy. So it's really cool. And for those who don't know, I think Divinity Original Sin 2 is like the best RPG of the PS4 and Xbox One generation. So getting more of that, of course, I'm a huge fan of it. But Larian did send this to me, so I'd like to make that clear. But it's it's right up my alley. So that's what I've been reading. Uh, Gaming-wise, I've been doing a lot of that. I've been doing a lot of that because uh, I've been sick. For those who don't know, I had COVID. I did all I could. Still got it. What a shitter. Um, yeah. How's your yeah, family just... doing? Also, by the way, you, you had I you had said that there was other people involved. Is everyone? Doing yes, okay? we're we're fine. My 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 dad got it, which that was the scariest part because he was a high risk person. You know, he's mm. got diabetes, he's overweight, and you know he's got breathing issues. So we were like, oh fuck, you know, like immediately when I started getting sick, I just kind of sat in my room. But you know, he still got it. Um, and by the way, it wasn't, I want to make it clear to the audience, you know, cause I feel like it's almost like hard to admit when you get it, but it wasn't because of any lack of care. Like, it's not like we went out or did something. We actually right. opened our house to, to one of our, you know, my girlfriend and, and my brother's girlfriend and one of them had carried it into the house. And so, you know, they, and they, it was from like a hairdresser who literally was quarantining. And so it just, it, it somehow chained its way in. Um, but it wasn't like any lack of caring, you know, I'm very much for the masks and all that stuff. But anyway, um, yeah, my dad got it. Fortunately, it wasn't severe. You know, he's been sick, but it was not like anything that sent him to the hospital or he had breathing issues um, because we were making sure like you take the, the baby aspirin, uh, sleep on your stomach or your side at, at the minimum. Um, all of those precautions were taken and um, my brother got it. Um, and pretty much we all had the same symptoms. Like for me, I had like really fucking painful sinuses like it felt i i would wake up because at first i didn't know but i was sleeping on my back i would wake up and my head it would feel like someone hit with a baseball bat it fucking like this was a painful sickness and i had like no energy and um so for a while i was just laid up watching anime and it was significant when i could sit in my chair and like play a game but uh yeah fortunately everyone's okay my mom she stayed negative, so, you know, our quarantine is done on the 10th, and we've just, whenever I leave my room, I just put on mask and gloves. When I go to the bathroom, I wipe shit down, so that's been the toughest part. It's not even being sick. It's, like, the mental, like, I can't just wake up and go take a piss, honestly. Like, I gotta wake up, put the mask on, put your gloves on, hold it in. I'm like, fuck, I gotta go, and then go to the bathroom when you're done, take the Lysol wipes, wipe everything down from the handles to the faucets to the the countertop doorknobs all that shit so yeah that is uh you know it, it has led to me having a lot of time to just sit in my room and play games once i started to feel better and turn the corner uh which has been uh kind of nice in a weird way uh, i always said that uh, i said it to my girlfriend you know i love what i do but i definitely needed a period of time where i could just you know disconnect from work i had videos scheduled fortunately i did otherwise i would have been really fucked um, but just that time to sit, play and just catch up on games and, and bounce from games. So like I fired up the PS2, I bounced between like three different games. Um, and then I went to my DS, I played episode three 
on there. Uh, Star Wars Episode Three, by the way, one of the best side scrollers of all time. Um, but the main game that I played was I the Somnium Files on my PS5. And tell so, me, Maddie. I was going to say, Dustin. I people saw your always eyes. recommend this to me. <laughs> yeah, but... you would like it. You would like it. It's okay. it's in I that know. it's for. It's from the yeah, I know, right? It's it's not anything surprising, but you would like it. It uh it took me about 32 hours to complete. Um it's a story about a cop who has this unique AI eyeball um called Iba and um it's like his partner. Um and so there's been this murder of this little girl's mother um in this park. And so all I'm going to say without spoiling anything, because as the story progresses, you realize even things happening in the first like hour or two matter in the last hours as well. So nothing's like a spare detail. Uh, all I'll say is the way this game builds up, you know, it's not like a dang and romp over there's multiple murders. It's one murder. And then the case progresses from there. Um, it is like a zero escape where you have branching paths sort of. And you can hop between those and see all the endings of the routes, which I did. And you need to to get the final true ending. Um, but once it all comes together, I was like, how did – I told I, – I, you know, cause obviously I've been talking to my girlfriend a shit ton. You can tell. Uh, I, I told her, I was like, how how did someone come up with this shit? Like it was almost discouraging when I finished the story because I was like mind blown that even if it was a group of people who sat down and went – let's do this story idea. And those who have played it will know I'm talking about just the way they handle it. Um, and by that, I mean like the murderer, how it came together, how it plays in the universe. It's just like, what? So highly recommended. Uh, really good. Had me gripped. Great soundtrack too. Maddie, I have to say, I. what's interesting to me about this situation is obviously having COVID, being sick, not good, especially with your family involved, you know, Mm-hmm. negative situation but i maybe I, okay might be being a little cheesy here guys but one thing i do love about video games is that it gives you it has this like redeeming it gives a redeeming quality to a bad time like specifically really i was well said, i was thinking of uh when bloodborne came out like the uh, either a week after or right within the two-week window of it came out i was like horribly sick like the sickest i had been in years and so I had like three or four days where I could barely like I was just good enough that I could play, but I was like, couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't do anything. And it's like, obviously, it was horrible at the like I, I was felt awful. But right now, years later, I can I look back at that time as like a really positive experience because I was like, I was going to say I fully yeah. was able to immerse myself into Bloodborne and it just made that miserable time actually kind of awesome looking back you know what i mean like it's i can right. only, i'm focused only on the good stuff now so I, yeah. I don't know if this is a quite to that level but um you know here's the thing is you're definitely right because at the end of the day this sucked and but fortunately we, we were very lucky right like no one got so sick that you know we had to like really worry it was just about okay we got to wait this out so it did become a thing of like well what do i do now um and so from there, man, I mean, yeah, I, I think I'll always fondly remember that because what happened was, you know, I, I was so sick that for me, it was playing involved games that revolved, that, that demanded like reactions and quickness, me to be attentive. That's why I was playing PS2 games because, you know, they're very, like I was playing Champions in Norath, like a very simple beat em up with loot, 
uh, of, of Diablo Light, you know, back in its kind of origins. Um, and so that and I, which is a, a visual novel, like there's very, you just click A, A, you pick conversation options, like very simple. Um, but, you know, because I love visual novels, like the storytelling there was so good that it kept me gripped. But yeah, I'll always remember that because, you know, every Christmas my mom has this kind of running theme where she'll fill our stockings with like tons of treats and snacks. Um, and it just came in clutch because I couldn't leave my room. So I just had all these fucking snacks just piled up next to me. I'm laying in bed right behind me. My feet are up. I got my TV out on an angle facing me and I'm playing Eye of the Somnium Files for literally like I played it like six hours a day and uh, I beat it in less than a week and that was it. And I was just like, damn, that was actually a really good time. So yeah, I think I, I will end up fondly remembering uh, the, that the relaxation. Yes, yeah. that aspect. Yeah, for sure. Like I already could feel that. Um, after that, sorry, I don't mean to keep going on just I've had so much time to play in between uh, our last show, which involved us three and now uh, I started... I decided I decided to make the call, right? We got a couple of games coming out this month I got my eyes on. We got Hitman 3, and we've got the medium. I'd like to review both these games. We'll see how that plays out. So as it stands right now, I'm like, this month is pretty dead in the scheme of things, especially if I don't get review copies. So I have made the decision. I started up Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yes. I, I did it. Yes. I finally, I finally started it. Thank you. Uh, funny how you mentioned, I didn't want to interrupt your story, <laughs> but my, my mom... Had got me that for Christmas, which was really nice, you know, because I'd been wanting it for a while. And I was like, oh, I don't know when I was like, this is the year I feel. And uh, indeed it is. So I'm about five hours in and I like it. I don't love it. I like it. Um, it's it. You, here's the thing. I liked Fire Emblem. I'm not like this person who's like, who can I ship? Like, I'm not like that. I'm not wired that way. What I liked about Fire Emblem, though, was making the relationships because you create your own super army. Like this person may be good at you know, riding horses with archery, and this person may be a mage. Now I'm going to make a, a mage that could do all three of those together. and Or, or like a, a person who could ride a horse and use a bow and arrow and be a mage, and they're like super powerful because it's their kid. Um, you don't really have that in three houses, as far as I'm aware. And that was like my favorite mechanic, not because of the shipping, but more so like the creation of mm. characters and sure. how like well thought they, they thought out they are and how they all have their own backstories. Um I really, really dug that. Um, in this game, they kind of just copy a lot of things from Persona, except instead of the student, you're the professor. So it's got its own set of mechanics. Um, I'm enjoying it, though. Uh, it's just, it's I'm not as head over heels as I was with, like, Fire Emblem Awakening or the Fate series. I think those games had a special kind of DNA to them uh, that they changed a lot to, I think, appeal to a broader audience. And in a lot of ways, it's working, but... Um, if you've played Persona, I feel like this is just overly familiar. So I'm digging it enough that I, I'm pretty confident I'm going to finish it. I went with Blue Lions, and so I will likely talk about this for multiple episodes in the future. So I'll spare everyone for now. We can move on into well, the news if there's nothing else. Matt, I have to tell you, I have to add a quick, very short story because this is relevant. It happened by in the last all, 24 by hours. Last okay. night, I was having some render issues with uh, Sacred Symbols. And so oh this is actually the second night. Two nights in a row, I was up till four in the morning because of render issues. So thank you, I Adobe saw, Premiere. I, I saw when you messaged us that we were like one of the top shows on, I think it was Apple for Defining Duke. Yeah. I saw the time. It was like 4 a.m. And I'm like, usually I'm up till then. Dustin, though, that's he said he was in bed relatively earlier yeah. than that. So anyway, but in my tired delusion last night because it was the second night of a row in the row at like three in the morning i was just like 
sitting in this chair like this. And I was like, something made me think of the Fire Emblem Three Houses theme song. The one with <laughs> with vocals that plays at the beginning. And so I was just right. like sitting here like listening to the theme song <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> just like, God, please do not air out just listening to that yeah. song. That song is lit, by the way. Like really, good really good yeah. shit. But yeah, uh, I love the battle music. That's that's kind of what's hyped <gasps> me up. Is I, I think it's so fire. So yeah, I think I'm gonna start to like it over time because I do enjoy its mechanics, kind of the instructing. And if I, I always had a game idea in mind that I want to pursue one day, and it did kind of have some elements from this game involved. It's just kind of cool to see that playing out because then I'm critiquing my own ideas at the same time. So um, yeah, it's it's an awesome game. Ultimately, just, just I'm not careful. as in love with it. Right Lots now. of this game will take you places and some twists and turns. So it's yeah. it's not a game you would expect to be have some some crazy shit. So just be careful as you're okay. navigating the internet interwebs. That, because... That's what I'm excited about because yeah. I I uh, right now I'm starting to notice my storytelling patience is wearing thin. Like I've been watching Jujutsu Kaisen on uh, Crunchyroll, uh, which is an anime that's become really popular. Everyone's freaking out about it. But its storytelling is so fucking average. It's so mediocre. It's Pretty so mid. like it's all over the place. And I'm just like, this is such an entertaining to watch show in from an action and animation standpoint. But I could go fire up like the Dragon Ball Super Broly movie or something. Like, I don't know. I just I've noticed I need a game to value my time in storytelling, not just like like Fire Emblem's even kind of doing it. We're five hours in, and I'm like what is the story here? What is happening? You know, because there really isn't. It's just, you're the professor, the Knights of Saros, kill some bandits, kill some thieves, and, and like, you see a villain-looking character once. So, I just hope games start to pick it up a little bit. Doesn't mean that they have to be shorter. I'm not on that side of the fence yet. Just they need to to get to the point a little quicker, and then if that ends up making the game shorter, then, sorry, your story should have been shorter in the first place. That's funny, because that's how I feel about uh, your favorite anime, unfortunately, Maddie. Which one is that? Pro- I have a lot promise, of favorites. Promise Neverland. What? I'm like, that, that, that I, dude, show the, takes one episode. The beginning was awesome, and now right. I'm I I I need to go back to it because I am intrigued enough that I want to see it through. But I'm like, season two. The drip feed is week. in these middle episodes, just a little. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's, that's fair. yeah, yeah. Once they reveal things, then it picks back up, but. Right. I think that, yeah, you're right. They do lean a little heavily on the first episode, for sure. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. All right. With that, let's get into the news for the week. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, we got a headline this with CD Projekt Red because I think this is pretty prevalent. And outside of everything that's really come out this week, in the scheme of things, this is a slower news week. I want people to know that right off the bat before we continue on, which is why we just wanted to really play into what our show's strength is, which I think is banter. Uh, But anyway, there was a Reddit thread that came out five days ago, and I'm not going to name names, but a fuck ton of YouTubers gave a lot of credibility to this thread. It got 6.3K upvotes. 
Uh, it says alleged CD Projekt Red dev talks about the state of Cyberpunk 2077 and future plans. Uh, and in this thread, it says that um, you know CD Projekt Red is looking for a No Man's Sky type of bounce back in June 2021. Um, that they are severely down in morale. That there's going to be major exits in development positions. Uh, the code for the PS4 and Xbox One versions getting scrapped. Um, yada yada yada. It's a it's a hunk of bullshit. When I was reading it, I was like, I'm sorry, but like this is coming from a guy who loves speculation. I didn't believe a single thing of this. I didn't even pay it any kind of attention. Anyway, though, this whole Reddit thread comes out, and uh, it, it was so much attention that CD Projekt Red broke their silence. Their last tweet publicly was December 23rd with a hot fix, and uh, they posted a tweet saying, Normally we don't comment on rumors, but this time we wanted to make an exception as this story is simply not true. Now, I know CD Projekt Red has done a lot to burn goodwill and trust but I think this was the smart decision to get out and cut this story off before it really did continue to spiral out of control. The issue is going to be now a lot of people are expecting this and probably have not seen the tweet um, from CD Projekt Red. So, gentlemen, I don't want to say what do you make of this. That tends to be my go-to line. But there have been, you know, we're in that phase now, right? We had that burst of problems with Cyberpunk 2077. Now we're in that phase where we're going to see fake bullshit until their first patch. This was kind of the first round of it. What do you make really of actually CD Projekt Red's response, the rumors itself, and what they may actually end up doing to respond to the qualms people have? We know there's two major patches coming, one January, one February, but... What is your interpretation of this series of events? Whoever would like to begin. Go ahead. Carrick, you've been quiet. I'm gonna I'm gonna put on Carrick actually. You've been fucking oh. quiet over there. Hell yeah. Um I mean they use boilerplate language uh, for a lot of that rumor, including the um a bug is being prepared to fix every issue. So that's why <laughs> I knew it was a lie, because that's yeah, that's like I mean, it's boilerplate. They could have used it, but I don't think a dev would have stated that as in the dev who was supposedly talking wouldn't have stated that because it does, that doesn't make that doesn't actually make sense to what they were stating, which was that there were yeah. issues behind the scenes. So there's a lot of back and forth. Who knows what it is? I don't care at all. Like I didn't notice this other than going, Oh, you know, somebody's talking about the game again. Yeah. So I don't really have much to add. I didn't, I didn't put a lot of stock into all of it. You know, some parts might actually have come from guesswork and some parts might come from like some friend of a friend, but who knows, right? I didn't mm -hmm. really realize people took it serious, but I also, I'm assuming the upvotes was probably like Reddit. Is that what? Yeah, it's on Reddit. 6.3K yeah, upvotes. And yeah. I think I got to be I honest. Usually I usually notice I... anything, uh, you know, them for upvotes wise. I'll notice the news, but I won't usually see that. Yeah, it's just right here. I see on my tablet. It, it's more so I got to say, man, look, I, I'll be the first to admit I've covered my my share of Reddit threads. But I think there's a sense of being honest and upfront and saying like, hey, this could be something not true. Take it with a grain of salt. And I think there are times where. Most threads I've covered have usually been backed up by like some source coming out and saying like, hey, I believe this. So there's at least something there to fall back on. Uh, yeah. But this is one of those things where it was just a write up of shit people wanted to hear and wanted to see in the game. And so because of that, it, it got, you know, 6.3K upvotes is no joke. And especially when it's being 
uh, put out and a ton of content online, you know, there's got to be some sense of responsibility there. Because here's the thing. Here's what, how I look at it. As someone who had a ton of content scheduled and has been dabbling in and out of the gaming news as predominantly a RPG news YouTuber, um, you know, this is a situation where I think the news was dry. People were bored and they made something happen. That's how I look at it. Would you agree with that, Dustin? Yeah, that's actually exactly what I was going to say is that. Well, fuck, I'm sorry. No, no, that's good. <laughs> I, I That's good because it means we're thinking on the same plane as, on as you know, for this. Basically, to me, it's like cyberpunk news was so in demand a month ago. Like, and <laughs> sure the three of us know this because anything that you put cyberpunk in the title is instantly going to do better, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that there are, you know, I, I think some people will be upset that it's like, Oh, you're naming another thing cyberpunk. And it's like, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> like, if we're talking well, about I it, mean, let's, and it's in I'm demand. looking at the rest of our news. Uh, you know, it's, uh, nothing else is really attractive in the sense of uh, us headlining our show based off what we're known for. <laughs> right. And and the thing is, like, to be clear is that there is, like, talking about legitimate things, and if it's in demand and it's worth talking about, that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. But, Maddie, as you said, there were a lot of people that gave attention to this and got rewarded for it because of the demand. So I think it's in the, in the hands of the creator to have discretion. I mean, this goes beyond gaming news, right? You see some, some shit that pops up on, on mainstream news that you're like, how is this news? Like, you know, it's just, I don't know, like, especially now with so many people, like the, the hate cycle of like people love to hate things. And if you can, do that effectively and get people interested or outraged, then that you will get rewarded for that because people desire that feeling. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I'm not saying there was some kind of grand conspiracy where someone was like, Hmm, uh, having some cyberpunk news will get me more views and more clicks. So I'm going to make up a mm-hmm. fake story. I think that just like, you know, there was a void, some, idiot just was like oh i can do this and then youtubers maybe even knowingly took the bait in some situations and i don't know it's it's messy yeah and like i get it yeah i'll be the first to call myself out and say like i made a shit ton of cyberpunk videos i mean it's i'm an rpg guy and there's a it's the biggest rpg of the year but um i don't know i think you know i was prepared like when i took this vacation for myself you know, I was mentally prepared because CD Projekt Red had said, hey, at some point in January, we're going to be doing this patch and uh, it's going to be significant. And I was like, OK, at some point I might get pulled out of my vacation and have to do this. And so I kept, you know, a close enough tab, like not like I was directly on top of everything, but I, I tried to keep a close enough tab on everything that was happening in the games industry while I was away. And when I saw this, like, you know, I thought for a second, like, you know, I totally understand the asking of the question. It's how you respond, right? Like I saw this and I go, okay, is this something I need to make a video on? And I see a couple other YouTubers doing it. I'm like, I read it again. I'm like, this doesn't look right. And, you know, other than my own intuition, it's not like I could have made a video being like, don't believe this because, you know, what if in some other world it ended up being true? Uh, but I'll be the first to say, you know, yeah, there is a demand for cyberpunk. I'm well aware of that. Um, I, I do think there's also responsibility in that reporting. And, you know, yeah, they said they were going away for the holidays and they'd be back with their patch. 
I think right now they're embracing that silence. There is a bit of a lull for cyberpunk that is good for them because when they come back, hopefully it'll start to set the stage for something a little more positive for them. Um, because, you know, I've been called a hater for cyberpunk for some reason. Wait, um, despite, hold on. People despite... are saying that you're a hater. I thought that you were a cyberpunk shill, Maddie. Well, that's the thing. I That's the thing is I I literally said it's one. I think it's one of the, the best uh, like AAA level um, at least on my experience on PC, AAA level RPGs I experience in in the gen compared to like, say a Fallout Four or or an Outer Worlds or something. I thought it was up there, um, even with The Witcher Three in a lot of ways. And so that's just my opinion. But here's the I can already tell where this situation is going to go as the patches progress and I, I, hopefully as this game gets better, where you can kind of recommend it a little easier to folks. I will start to earn that fanboy title. Fret not, Dustin. I will I will earn that. I will have it stamped on my forehead. People will be like, that shill. Dude, but I'm it it doesn't it never comes with ignoring everything that happened. That's why I didn't put in my top games of the year. Because at the end of the day, I'm like, this was a top game for me, but it was a top game in a very specific circumstance, you know, like that right. most couldn't experience. So Yeah, it's tough, man. I don't know. It's a tough just... conversation. I yeah. I'm speechless. Like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's just, I, it's, it's frustrating, but it yeah. is There's what it is. Cer- certainly going to be more rumors as time goes on. We don't want to soak up too much of the show with CD Projekt Red and Cyberpunk because I'm sure a lot of folks are fatigued on that. But this is the latest on the rumors. And we I felt it was important for us to kind of establish our standpoint as uh, definitely a podcast crew that's... um focused on this show a lot and I've created a lot of content around it to kind of know where we draw the line in the sand on some of these rumors. Cause you, you literally, there's like a Reddit game rumors thread and you could just go in there and just have a field day with rumors all day long and be like, here's a new rumor. Here's a new rumor. Um, just as long as they have some upvotes, that's almost like the hint of credibility you need. Cause enough people have bought in and I want to make sure I, just for those listening, I'm not speaking in like a derogatory manner. I love speculation. I love rumors. I eat that shit up. All right. It's fun as fuck. A lot of like professionals in industry like to go, like, oh, this, we don't like to comment on rumors and speculation. I like to a lot of the times, but it's got to be plausible enough. This simply wasn't. I think it's just what a lot of people wanted to hear. Um, just because some of the shit they were saying, just there wasn't enough time for that turnaround that people are looking for. It'll likely be months before we really get what people are hoping for with this game. But anyway. That's the latest on Cyberpunk 2077. And now, we shift on over into another kind of sad situation. This is a game I was really looking forward to. I actually did one of my first ever in-person interviews for this game. Uh, Dying Light 2, the art director at Techland for Dying Light 2, has left the company after 22 years. Also, a writer, by the way. So, kind of significant here, especially when you have Chris Avalone, who was publicly fired. There has been another significant departure here for the long-delayed game. This article comes from uh, GameInformer.com, where they have a little quote from the LinkedIn profile of his name is Paul Selinger. After over 22 years, I decided to end my cooperation with Techland. I would like to express my gratitude to the company that has allowed me to develop and fulfill myself for half of my life. Techland, I will always be rooting for you, as well as the great people I have met thanks to you. I wish you, uh, wait, yeah, I wish you that Dying Light 2 and subsequent projects will become world hits. That is the end of the quote there. So we, uh, we, we learned that development was really a mess for a while, and Techland even 
actually reached out to Game Informer with a statement saying, in connection with the information about the departure of Techland's art director, we would like to reassure all fans of the upcoming Dying Light 2 that the position of art director is not threatened and has been held by Eric Kakano since November 2019. Eric has been taking care of every aspect of the upcoming production ever since, and the team has, under his leadership, is doing their best to offer players the best game possible. Pal Sillinger, who has been the narration designer for the last two years, decided at the end of 2020 to end his cooperation with Techland and to pursue his further career elsewhere. So emphasis on that. He's not done yet. He is choosing to leave now, which I think can say a lot. Pal spent most of his professional life at Techland, and he, among others, take credit for the success of the series Qualf Juarez. He left a very large piece of himself with Dying Light 2 as he worked on the project from the very beginning. His duties, i.e. the narrative department, were taken over by Pyotr Semanic in October of 2020. We'll be sharing exciting news about Dying Light 2 soon. All right, Carrick, I would like to start off with you, my friend. The reason for that is you had a very interesting tweet. You said you can tell an animal's dying by the sound it makes, right? That was something along those lines of what you said on Twitter with this news. What do you think about Dying Light 2 suffering another major departure? This is never, you know, right? People always say a game doesn't get worse when it gets delayed, but does a game ever get better with significant departures? It, I don't think we've ever seen a situation where we've seen these big names or these longtime standing employees leave a position mid-development, and it's always been like, okay, the game got better. Um, and that even goes for something I'm looking forward to, like Halo Infinite. So what do you think of uh, what's transpired here with Techland? Yeah, I don't know that guy, strangely enough. Like, he never popped up in any of the news articles that I had seen for prior games. And I was a fan of Call of Juarez, which was the old shooter. I was a fan of those games, those three, that three, that little, the, I guess you'd call them shitty western games i don't even really know what you'd call those games what was but i enjoyed gunslinger them. was the kind of cell shaded one right it was like 15 bucks there was like yeah and there was like call of juarez call of juarez 2 and then there was the i can't remember what the other one was but it i, I believe it was a third one and it was like a storytelling game but or you were you were telling the story via the main character and he could as he did his actions you would change the story like you would like you were an unreliable narrator, which I thought was pretty cool. Oh, really? Again, interesting. Yeah, but again, I never saw any of these, um, or, or I never saw this person's name, which doesn't mean anything. It's just I don't know anything about him. I do know that I don't like the term of ending cooperation, just because in English, has a really weird connotation to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not their primary language, so I guess it makes sense. We would say, you know, like I've decided to go on to other things. And you'd read what yeah, you thought out of that. But this this weird stuff is I've decided to end my cooperation. What does that mean? Because I'm going to tell you, if I said that in a normal American business, people would be like, that means you were going to cooperate, but you're not. Like, mm-hmm. cooperate with what? Which, it sounds really negative. So, I don't know. They're fucked. I'm not, <laughs> I don't really expect a dying light to. And I'm not yeah. as big of a fan as a lot of other people, but with Chris having the issues he had being pulled from it and they're, they're always trying they it seems like they're in such damage control now all the time it's like oh no worries chris left after we had everything figured out and then it's like this guy oh no worries we've had all this figured out since november it's just it feels like it's never coming out yeah it's something with these zombie games with the number or with the with the number <laughs> yeah. two, right? It's just right. Dead yeah. Island two, Dying Light yeah. two. It's just you know we. I'm going to be brutally honest about three. Too. 
but much more interested in Dead Island too. That's just me. I was a fa- it was jankier, wasn't as good of a it wasn't as polished. But mm. um, the stuff they showed from Dying, when, when did they show that? Now two, Dying Light Two the, was about two years ago in the beginning of I want to say twenty nineteen. They had like twenty. And they showed of like them changing a wor- a world event or whatever. Like you did something, it changed like the banner. Uh, uh, yeah, that was Dying like Light Two. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of stuff is, you know, looked cool, but that was it. And like they never showed anything else. So to me, this has dropped so far off my radar now that whenever I see news like this, I'm like, I expect it. Oh, I knew that was good. That's exact. I'll be right back. <laughs> I got to take care of this. No, you're good. Um, yeah. Sorry. Go for it. What do you think of it? So, I mean, this is a weird one for me. Like, obviously, I feel like where there's smoke, there's fire. And clearly there is something going on behind the scenes. There's some kind of internal turmoil at Techland. But what's interesting to me is that when people saw this game behind closed doors at E3 2019, very positive. Lots of game of the show, editor's choice. Uh, my, my, my pal Phil Nyman of handsomephantom.com gave it his editor's choice of E3 award. And so it's it's just a weird thing where it's like, it was clearly far enough along that this Behind Closed Doors demo was very impressive. But ever since then, it's only been bad news. So very conflicting yeah. feelings. Yeah, it's interesting because when I went in E3 2018, I, yeah, it was E3 2018, I went... Um, I did an interview and I saw behind closed doors and what I saw, I was like, fuck, this game looks awesome. You know, and what are we talking about? Kind of, dying uh, light still still? dying light too. Yep. Okay, great. Yep. And so, you know, I saw this thing behind closed doors and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I think it totally deserved all the hype it was getting. And they kind of seemed to sustain that momentum at the right time with those 20 plus minutes of gameplay where I was a believer, man. But now, um, you know, just the the thing is, is when they delayed it in 2020, I think folks got to remember with this game, it wasn't just a normal um, we're putting it off for a couple of months or we're figuring things out. It was a indefinite delay until they could figure shit out. And I don't know a single game project that has been like super repurposed or overhauled. Um, if you need a recent example, um, there was definitely rumblings for a while of of that happening to cyberpunk and the reason that that rumbling is a little more believable is because people were going back to the 2018 demo that was shown and you were seeing people talking about how uh something had happened to johnny silverhand a year prior in the game's story but then when you get into cyberpunk 2077 you're talking about how it was 50 years ago um so there were significant overhauls narrative wise in that game and that was within a two-year window so if you need how to, do, how to do see people, any... I got to ask a question about that because maybe I'm missing something. How in the fuck do people not know there wasn't a single quest that had you go back to that time frame? Well, I think part of it's really just because of the fact that with Cyberpunk, this was like right in the beginning of the game, so it was like established kind of lore more so than a quest that you were going to do. Or are you but, saying I mean, that's, how a, that's not... a how do people not know there was this big hubbub? It's like, oh, the entire world has changed. There's been this huge rewrite. There, nothing about showing a, a a quest 
back in the time would have indicated there was an entire rewrite. That that makes absolutely no sense. It's like we were talking about people going off the handle. What? Mm-hmm. Why were people I, freaking out about that? It, that there's nothing about that that's like brand new. Most movies trope that anyway. Like, why would people think, think that would indicate some huge change? I feel like it's more so because this would be running off an assumption of my own. My assumption would be simply just due to the idea that if something is 50 years ago, you need to you need to create what they did, which was like gameplay sections kind of representing those significant narrative moments. One of those significant moments was something involving the Arasaka Tower. And I feel like if that happens within the timeline of just a single year ago um, in Cyberpunk from 2018, I think it presents a whole different idea on how you approach that narrative. So that that is literally just my two cents on it. It's clear something gotcha. changed. It's more so what I was getting at. Does that mean it was significant or a big overhaul? I don't know if I said it was, but I think it more so. I don't if know if you did, for... but you did state other people did. And I was trying to yeah. figure out where, where they had. Yeah, like, sorry. I just want to make sure. Out. I'm clean, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm just saying, if you're looking for a game recently that definitely at least saw some type of reworking and repurposing, um, you just have to look no further than one of the more recent AAA games. And it does happen to some extent, but I think just people need to understand that there's a difference between something that's subtle and something major. Like, we're delaying this indefinitely until we can figure it out. And So they're kind of lost right now. Fingers crossed, though, because I am still interested in the game there's plenty more to care about though that's kind of the camp i sit in like you know when it comes it comes if it doesn't come i probably won't be disappointed anymore just because there's so much other cool shit that that is coming and i'm like i'll just i'll worry about that instead all right speaking of uh games getting delays this one i am looking very much forward to out of everything here on this list this is probably the one i wanted to talk about the most um, but I knew it wouldn't be a good thing to headline the show with because right now I don't think there's a significant demand for it. So Outriders, the uh, looter shooter, third-person shooter, um, I previewed this back in, I want to say, August, um, has received a delay. Um, they posted a little thing on their Twitter account. Happy New Year. We believe it is important that players get to experience a new IP like Outriders before release so that you can decide for yourselves whether the game is something you wish to pre-order, purchase, or play. For this reason, we're excited to announce that on February 25th, 2021, we'll be publishing a free demo, giving everyone the chance to play the first few hours of the game with all four classes in both single-player and co-op, along with the seamless migration of your character and progress to the full game. Speaking of which, we have decided to move the release date of Outriders to April 1st, 2021. In parentheses, they say it's no joke. We will spend this extra time fine-tuning the game and focusing on delivering a fantastic play experience at launch. Thanks for hanging tight a little longer. We appreciate your patience, the Outriders team. Now, when I played this game, um, I I thought that there was a lot of kinks in the terms of its balancing. But what I played, I thought was really, really fun. And I'm very excited for this game. So it's been pushed back a little bit more, but in a month we're going to get a demo, a demo that will carry over your progress. I'd like to emphasize that and that you can test out and replay and all that stuff. Um, This looks great to me. What do you make of another delay for Outriders to do some fine-tuning? Do you think, you know, because when we carry, I don't know if you had uh, demoed this game at the same time I did or at all, Mm -hmm. but 
you know, now there's been a huge window of time where there can be significant tweaking to gun damage, where enemies are placed, how levels play out. Um, so for me, as someone who laid their hands on the game, this is good news because I said that it may need a delay because not technically it was functioning fine, but it was more so enemies kind of constantly running at you, the damage you would output onto enemies, that type of stuff um, that needed to be reworked. And I think that this is the right amount of time for them to get that kind of right. So as people who haven't played the game, then what what is your level of interest for Outriders? Well, uh, actually, Maddie, this is a game that I did preview at a big event ah. in 2020. One of, ah. the, one of the only at, pa- at PAX East. So oh, there we go. Perfect. Yeah, so you got the one of the only on events at PAX East, or you were one of the only people? I just meant as far as like gamer events oh, okay. or whatever I in 2020. Saying, like, there was barely anybody at PAX East, and you were like one of the only people. I was like, damn. No, oh, there were uh, tons of people at PAX there East. There was a shocking there. amount of people, and then like two weeks out less than two weeks after we got back is when lockdown began so that's kind of oh, shocking yeah so life comes at you fast <laughs> oh man it's so funny it's so quaint now thinking back to like seeing the guys like mm-hmm. putting spraying the escalator you know oh, like they were or standing there with the wipes as like people would go down the escalators and right <laughs> we had, and there was just i mean good on him for trying but we, I, we, we had no clue what was happening. I, th- I thought they were doing the yeah. right thing because for, oh, yeah. for a single PAX, I didn't get sick. I was like, wow, this is great. I was yeah. like, I, I feel pretty good. Right. <laughs> Normally, I get sick when I get home, but I didn't that time. So they did something right. They did something right. But uh, yeah, so I played this game for like two hours, I think, back in March. And it's honestly, I thought it had a surprising level of... Uh, completeness feeling like it felt pretty solid in that state uh i mean which especially when you're playing games at pax you play some games that are very very in development we'll just say so uh i really am intrigued and interested in seeing what this game after over a year uh, of polish because it seemed to be in a very stable and semi-complete version back in march I will say I thought this game was really fun. I was playing it with two other people at PAX, and the the co op experience was really great. Uh, I think its its most negative aspect is that it is just on something about it feels generic, and I don't know if I can really put my finger on what it just has like this sort of like Mass Effect Destiny. Slash, uh, you can see the inspirations on its sleeve, sorta. Right, there's nothing about it that's that screams like this is Outriders. You know what I mean? Like, there's no key that. defining visual aspect of it. But yeah, I get that. I think for me, it just feels that that Mass Effect Three multiplayer void because it feels and plays yeah. a lot like that, except much sharper and with a lot more diversity. And so for me. It definitely is scratching a particular itch. It's not like I was sitting there like, man, I need that Mass Effect 3 multiplayer. But it plays a lot like that, mm-hmm. Where except it's been cleaned up a lot more. And so if it's only getting cleaned up more. I'm very excited to see what that ends up being. Uh, this comes from People Can Fly, who did Bulletstorm. So the only real defining quality, and it's not a positive one for this game, is it's got atrocious writing. And it's just like very, uh, it's very out there. Mm. It's very out there. Yeah, like just people yelling obscene shit in the middle of what's supposed to be like it's presented to you as 
this is a serious cutscene to build our world. And then someone will yell like, fucking cocksucker. And you're like, it's like, <laughs> what, it's like what the fuck's going on? And, you know, it, it, so it's, mm. it's, it's very, it's a very strange game in that way. And I think that's why, you know, all the, all the attention leans on its gameplay, which is very familiar. I don't know how well this will do. I'm, that's the other thing I'm very curious about, you know, how, how many people will buy it, how well it'll perform. Will that demo give it a needed boost? That's Will Maddie. Some something I wanted to touch on. It's that demo. Yeah, go for it. So I just think that's. I love demos. I think demos are great. And to me, the fact that they're saying, "Hey, we have a multi-hour demo. We can play mm-hmm. the beginning of the game." That's saying, "Hey, we're we're confident in this product." And I think you have to imagine. Sorry to bring it up again, but there's some. Cyberpunk was part of their conversation first in the delay, and in the demo because they have to be thinking like. You know, there's maybe some people that bought a game just a few months ago that they feel like they got burned on. And so maybe they're going to be more hesitant, especially with a game from a developer that's not really well known. I mean, sure, Bulletstorm is a is a game that was in the in the main conversation, whatever term you want to put on it. But <laughs> yeah. this is still people can fly. This is only their main second outing. Is that correct? Right? Yeah, I mean they've they've done support stuff as far as I was aware, but you know right. nothing major since Bulletstorm and Bulletstorm Full Clip Edition, of course. So, so I will applaud them for the pro consumer move of of the demo demo for sure. For sure, and we saw we saw one with uh, Monster Hunter Rise as well. So is that out now? Uh, yep. the, the demo, the demo is. Out is. Now. I gotta play that. That's intriguing to me. Well, it's good. You very, found out very late. good graphically. Uh reports graphically or that it's insanely good Hmm. yeah what's good to know is that since you're coming in late it was having server issues because so many people are playing it so right i'm thinking that um you hopping in a little bit later will benefit you um but that's good that it's having server issues right i mean that's a that shows a lot of hype i think people are excited to use their switch for something else other than fucking animal crossing dude monster hunter is like mainstream now obviously it's been a huge franchise in in japan and and uh it's has it's has its core audience but now with with world being the i never expected world to be that successful honestly i expected to be a more core title for people but man success i'm I'm, and i'm happy for him you know good on capcom for making a lot of very good games yeah they've been on a roll lately so hopefully uh, Monster Hunter Rise is more of that, and hopefully more so for me. Outriders is fire. I would like nothing more. All right. Last bit of news. Like I said, this is definitely a slower week as we kind of roll back into things. So apologies for that. If we could control this, we'd have eight game announcements this week. Anyway, we are going to be talking about now a little Nintendo. Now, I know we're not a Nintendo show, but... I thought this was a pretty significant studio acquisition for Nintendo. So I'm going to read off the news and then I just got to jet to the bathroom real quick and you gents can discuss. Uh, Nintendo acquires longtime partner Next Level Games, the team behind Luigi's Mansion 3. They'd also worked, here we go, on the Mario Strikers franchise. Nintendo Ooh. will buy 100% of the outstanding shares of the Vancouver, Canada-based developer, and as such, Next Level Games will become a wholly owned subsidiary of Nintendo. The deal is expected to close on March 1st. So, uh, Next Level Games' first Nintendo-exclusive project was Mario Strikers for GameCube, which was followed up by Mario Strikers uh, Charged for the Wii, and then they also did 
It says Punch Out for Wii. And later they did Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon and Metroid Prime Federation Force before releasing Luigi's Mansion 3, which is a fantastic game in 2019. Uh, Next Level Games has also been an independent developer before, working on games for Activision, such as Spider-Man Friend or Foe and Transformers Cybertron Adventures. Um, Nintendo said the acquisition will only have minor effects on the current financial year. More details about the earning forecast for Nintendo factoring in next level games will be announced later. Anyway, gentlemen, give me just one moment here. You guys discuss, though. What do you think of Luigi's Mansion 3 developer next level studio or games? Sorry, being acquired by Nintendo. All right. Well, this is ironic that Maddie is leaving us with this because I have not played any of those games. Good. Let's talk about something else because I fucking haven't played those. I have no clue who what he's talking about that entire time. But I didn't. I I didn't really get to talk about Outriders, and I do. Uh, well, it's not that I didn't want to. Something popped up after right. we moved on, so we'll talk about that, and we'll return and pretend we talked about this. Um, cool, dude. Outriders looks so fucking generic. Like yep. I couldn't tell you of a game that I don't care about more right now. And what's weird is the couple of people I've talked to who've played it have all liked the demo. Um. Or not the dip, uh, whatever hands on they had. Like I, in fact, I think almost everybody has. But what I'm worried about with Outriders, dude, is that that generic stuff is gonna like seep in after a small amount of time. Like I'm not worried about, you know, because uh, like a demo. I don't know how long you got to play, but uh, like usually my demos are, you know, at the very most if you're, you know, in some way sitting down with people, you know, thirty minutes to an hour, where it's like. What's that gonna what's Outriders gonna feel like four hours in or right. six hours? And is that genericness? Because dude, that game exudes generic to me. Every time mm. and what's what was even worrisome was I didn't know anything about this wording shit. He was the writing shit yeah. he was talking about because there's another game this reminds me of that failed utterly for me, which was Remnant. Mm. Remnant, I was really excited for. And the writing, I guess, was okay, but the genericness of that world crept up on me faster than almost anybody I know. And it crept up on them later. But I'm just worried. It feel, Outriders feels like that to me. Feels yeah. Like the same kind of game, I guess. I don't know. I think my hope is that I thought the gameplay was, was fun. There's a lot of focus on, like, powers. And so you can kind of, like, create builds with different abilities. Um, so like the character I played as had a lot of fire based abilities and, um, so yeah, it had an interesting element where like you would like blast people and catch them on fire and then shoot at them. And then there's other abilities, buffs and was it magic or was that like fire? Like those would be your weapon types. It was like, like magic. You would say like, I'm shooting fire Bionics or magic. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, I I think my I don't expect this game to be a great or amazing. I'm hoping it's just one of those kind of Holy like fun. good not great games. You know, you've talked about that how like we need to yeah. appreciate these games that are not every game needs to be 10 out no, of 10. No, in fact if they are it'd be it fucking ruin everything. So I'm okay with that. I thought of you actually the other day because I was so I don't know if you know what Family Video is. It's like a video rental store one family of the video last ones. Video rent. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we used to have them here. So they're going out of business. And so I went to the the going out of business sale and I, I picked up, I got like Sekiro on PS4 just because I wanted to try to play it again for trophies. But I also picked up the Attack on Titan game. And I was like, yeah. I know this game is not very good, but 
I think it will be fun. And usually like my mind just says like, if it's not good or it's not amazing, skip it, save your money. Right. Which I think that is, should be true for most people. But I'm like, you know what? I'm th- I was thinking about what you one, said. Right? It's like not two, just the first attack on Titan game. Yeah. You're in good shape. The first attack oh, okay. on Titans, your first attack on Titan is actually 10 times better than the second attack of that game. Even Maddie, I think hated that one, but the first right. one is pretty good, man. And I'm not an anime fan at all. I don't know much about attack on Titan as an anime or anything. I did. I read up on it when I started to jump in and I think mm-hmm. I've watched a couple that might be one of the few I've actually watched, but I think you'll actually like it. It's, it it looks sort of janky and it controls right. sort of janky, but it was actually sort of fun to leap up there and fucking. I couldn't figure out what was going on where you're cutting their necks off. I was like, oh, what cutting the fuck nape. is this game? Yeah, yeah, the nape. <laughs> and I was like, what is fucking happening in this game? But then the more I played it, the more I was like, eh, I don't really care. It's pretty fun to like. Um, you have the rubber band thing that you you basically pull yourself. I don't know what it's fucking. It's like Spider Man, like, kind of. It is. You're like, you're well, like yeah, that is flying yeah. around. And, you know, it showed where you can do that well, where like a game like Extinction shows you can do it terribly. And so uh, where Extinction was horrible, I I actually felt Attack on Titan did the big enemies and and that kind of stuff actually pretty well. I I think you I think you'll probably like it. You know, obviously not a classic for ten dollars. I was like, oh, yeah, this this game is shit. Then I can just, you know, I don't know. Use it yeah, that's a, a that's a yeah, for that's a loss. A like, you can just pretend that's a burger you didn't get. You know, yeah, ten bucks. That's no big deal. Um, ten bucks is actually because I'm pretty sure I rated that a buy. So at ten oh. bucks, you're and, I, and I'm almost a one thousand percent sure Ray, Maddie did because I, we've talked about the the, the two before and how mm. one was actually very good. Um, I don't know well, if nice. it follows the story. Maddie would know, but I, yeah. I don't know if it follows the story exactly. Well, that's good. I'm excited. Um, yeah. It yeah, was, it'll be fun for you to actually get a chance to play for 10 bucks, man. That's not bad. Yeah, dude, it was it was cool. There was a lot of games on sale there. That was like I was there was there was some stuff that I was like considering, but you know, there's so many. Did they so do many a ten dollars is the max kind of thing? Or did for the, like well or, like what was the cost breakdown for some of those? It it depends. Like they had PS5 games, like you could get Call of Duty and demon souls and i think they were 40 dollars. so oh interesting that's still that's still a little off that's interesting oh yeah yeah and uh i mean that's it's funny as far as luigi's mansion i wanted to get that but they didn't have it but i think their switch first party games were 30 initially i was like that's a little high but then i thought this is nintendo first party so that's actually not exactly not that's 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 approximately half off i think because those fuckers never drop their price by the way maddie neither one of us even know what the fuck you're talking about dang it yeah i I was gonna say i i thought we were gonna play it off writers i I stepped away and all i hear across my room from the headset is dustin go yeah i never played this and characters yeah let's talk about something else i'm like oh god i was like what the fuck did i leave them with like what what happened i was was gonna lie and be like blah 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 but um the reason why i'm not gonna is because i did want to ask you you we liked I liked Attack on Titan 1, and I think you did too, but you also didn't like 2, right? Yeah, because it was too much like okay. the first game. But what's okay. interesting, it's one of those games kind of like a Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2, where if you've never played the first, then hopping into the second is oh, ideal. That makes sense. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. He, the he, second bought number, game, he bought number one, so he was wondering. Yeah. What I got oh, it for $10. I liked, I liked them. I thought they were pretty good. 10 bucks. Did you get a physical? Mm-hmm. Wow. The second one, 
uh, physical as well as the final battle version of the second one is like a hundred something bucks online. Like it's it's wow. that's crazy. I gotta look this print. up. Yeah, go I got it. it. Oh, oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I sorry. haven't seen it on GameStop or anything. You know, it's just it's it's a really hard to find game now, and it annoys me because I had it. This is why I don't sell my games anymore. I fucking had it, and I sold it just to get trading credit because I didn't have cash, and that was it. <laughs> right. I was uh, sorry for the listeners; they already heard this. But Maddie, I was oh. I was at the family video going at a business sale, and so I got oh. that for ten dollars, and I got Sekiro, and then dude, it was great because. All their 4K movies were on sale, and nobody mm-hmm. in my town gives a single fuck about 4K movies. And so everyone was like, you know, trying, like looking around at Blu rays and, and games, and I was like all by myself in the 4K section. Like, mm, so, so I have a, so this is interesting. PS5 is a Blu ray, right? Yes. Am I going yeah. crazy? It was, 4K it was PS3 Blu-ray. that wasn't, right? One of them wasn't. The PS4 or was Pro. It like maybe the X- PS4 they, Pro? People expected PS4 Pro to have 4K support because it is a Sony product, and the Xbox One S had 4K Blu-ray support. Yeah, and PS4 Pro didn't. So, so I'm having horrendous issues with every single. I mean, I I don't think a Blu-ray has worked for me yet on either system. Really? Um, and what I mean by that is they'll play, but they judder and judders like when the 24 frames per second has an issue where they f- hold the frame too long because you'll see right. it in arting they'll actually do a a breakdown of judder i have no clue what's going on but the ps5 hmm. and the xbox um i bought tw- magnificent seven it's a western with like chris pratt it's a ripoff right. of the samurai one but this is western and then i bought uh martian the martian the martian's really bad i mean like entire scenes will just stick so you're you're Weird. playing in what? Are you playing in a system? Are you PC? Yeah. Are you playing in a, and so, they don't have those issues? I okay, before I had the PS5, mm-hmm. I was using I guess and the Series X. I was using my Xbox One S for 4K movies. And now right. I've been using my PS5 because apparently, according to a great YouTuber named HD TV Test, go check him out. He <laughs> found that dude, yeah, that guy. It's like you start to watch it. He's like this, like he's this Asian guy that has a very strong accent, but he suddenly has like this really perverse humor that just like lingers. Very perverse. You'll hear some random thing, and your brain will be like, "Did he? Did he just say that? Is that a blowjob joke? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, but he said what? He said that he found that the Series X 4K Blu-ray player has raised black levels, so you won't get a true black in an HDR disc with the series x at the time being luckily because of his video microsoft responded and was like we are going to fix that so at the time being maybe they already have i'm not i'm not sure i haven't checked up but at the time the ps5 is the superior 4k player but Uh, for me that's that sucks. That's weird, dude. I don't know. That's... I mean, every single fucking one, too. And that's why it, it was weird you mentioned it, because I have been wanting to figure out what is wrong with it. And I have maybe it's just a dirt, you know, I don't know. These new next-gen systems I'm not incredibly in love with. Maybe Mine... I'm just unlucky and something's popped up and I, you know, maybe it's bad discs from Amazon. Who knows? Yeah, it's, it's weird. I mean, it sounds like you got those new because the other, when I tried to pop yeah. in a disc for i think i was like star wars or something the disc somehow got a little dirty like i must have like put it on top of the system and something happened and then 
it was juddering around like that, and then I just cleaned it off, and it was fine. But um, it sounds right. like yours wouldn't be dirty. Yeah, they I mean, they, they shouldn't be. I'm going to check one more time. I sort of gave up, actually, um, huh. and started using more streaming stuff because they were so bad. I would really like to watch some because I have a bunch of those movies. I bought them on purpose because I like director, like, or not director, uh, anything. I like behind the scenes. And right. Stuff. And um, and you can't get that in a lot of streams. <laughs> You'll find out that like 80% of, of the behind the scenes stuff just isn't even available anywhere. Um, but I've been sort of burned. I'm glad you mentioned I'll have to check it out tonight. Anyway, Maddie, yeah, so we can pretend we talked about Mario, but uh yeah. I like I you call Mario. Food. That's I, that's the best part. That's the best wait, fucking is it not part. Mario? What did it's you like, say? <laughs> did I forget Luigi, already? <laughs> yeah. It's Luigi. Well, what is it? it Luigi. They developed Mario Strikers. Yeah. They they developed okay, Mario Strikers, okay. but yeah, it it was it was He was partially right. I mean he was, I was partially yeah. right. He um oh, all right, yeah. I mean, why yeah. do we care about this? Is this a big deal to Nintendo fans? For sure, I would say. Just I to see. have that talent secured. I mean, I don't know. I gotta say, because you were talking about like Monster Hunter Rise looking good. Like I think before that, I because I don't know what Rise how great it looks because I haven't played it yet, but Luigi's Mansion 3 was definitely like the best looking Switch game, I thought. I have heard that as well. It, it is, is phenomenal. It is okay. pretty impressive. Handheld and docked. Very impressive looking game. Um, and it's it's so fun. It's just so fun. It's not a game that I really replayed much, but it had like a, sh- a shockingly good multiplayer. Uh, it's one that I remember fondly. I really like that game a lot. I would recommend it to anyone owning a Switch, personally. But, good get for Nintendo, even though that was like not half our conversation but that's okay that's what the show's yeah, all no. about we suck i mean we can uh, fu- I, I just don't want to talk about it and have some jackass nintendo fan like, technically, technically. <laughs> like, dude yeah i just i don't know anything about that i do have a question did you guys see the stuff about the switch 2 the pro the leak uh, uh are we gonna talk about yeah, that i mean or is that i, I feel like i real? see that every fu- every fucking week like if uh, there's new stuff normally you know. do but that though this one actually is from like there there was people who were like investigating that saying that it is like i, I don't know what the term would be devoid of questionable matter and that yeah, people had investigated I, that i Which, follow a lot of again, youtubers who do nintendo content no i just i follow a lot of youtubers who do nintendo content Spawn, I, he's probably the only one and i see switch pro in the title of like <laughs> most Every, videos everyone yeah right. and it's like 4k <laughs> yeah and I'm, I'm just like all okay. right just hit me up when it's real and so is we this no you yeah can, we can hit it when it's real well no is there is if there's something more to it that's substantial that's i'm more so saying i feel like i've been full of the 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 hints of it being real that now i've checked out until it is real but that doesn't mean we shouldn't talk about it like is there no i i don't have anything to, to add because it was i was hoping you would have something because it's just oh. that we talked about it that people had I guess looked into it and were like, this one's one of the first ones that appears true. And they were even talking about Ram size, like, like internal size and DLSS hmm. two, obviously I think is the big one, but that it was going to be 4k, blah, blah, blah. Um, but no, I'd rather not talk about it unless one of us knows even more um, just because yeah, like you said, every, it, w- you can just type the word pro into YouTube and that'll be the first thing that shows. Up. Yeah. I, I will say going back for uh fire emblem, and uh hades less so but i've been using my switch a little bit more and i've started to i feel like the switch has aged quickly if it's still a great system i still like it but i can feel its limitations and i feel like that was at first i thought it was maybe a bit of the next gen honeymoon with the series x and the ps5 um but 
now after I've used them pretty consistently, going back to the Switch, it's really the load times and the visuals that stick out to me as kind of like a sore thumb. Dude, um, and I'm, Fire Emblem I, is a lot of loads, and um, I just think that the way some of the way that they did the character models just they look crunchy. I don't know how yeah. to describe it. Like some look really good, and then yes, yeah, like Dimitri and the backgrounds. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. During the character interaction scenes, the backgrounds, I'm like, this is not good. Which but, is cool yeah. because there's that one. And then we do have, like, I was talking to people this morning about Monster Hunter and that, like, people are freaking out about how good that looks. So I guess in the end, I agree. I think it's aged a little bit quick. Um, I still like it, like, obviously. But, uh, I think we'll probably see less and less, you know, of those of those phenomenal games, especially when you start seeing some of them. Like, I don't know why they tried Witcher 3. That was such a disaster. Sorry. You should have just sometimes you just can't get the hottie. You just have to be like, you know, the football jock is going to bang her. I'm not going to get her. But they wow. put Witcher 3 on there and it was such a disaster. And it was see, I've like, heard good things. I think I, I'm going to say the no, Witcher oh, 3 on they're Switch. Lying. They're lying um, if they say no. you've heard anything positive. Okay. No, I'm going to say have the, a battle. <laughs> I'm going to say the Witcher 3 on Switch is the nerd who scored the hot chick. I think they did a great job. No, they fucking didn't. Yeah, they, what? You, you are play? full of shit. <laughs> Wait, 3, Witcher 3 technically on the fucking Switch looks horrendous. Carrick, maybe yeah. it's not about looks. Maybe it's about the time you have together. Okay? Yeah, you I was about think to about say. that. But that would be about the Switch, not about the fucking other person. And that's what we're talking <laughs> about. All right, hold on. Witcher you 3 on the, the Switch looks like dick. You think so? But it, I feel like when I tweaked all the oh, visual settings... resolution dude, is like okay. 3, not 300, 3. If you're <laughs> playing that on a Switch Lite, which, by the way, I have never played Witcher 3 on Switch, but I have to imagine, when you're seeing the, the video on, like, YouTube, it's probably going to be on your TV or whatever. But, like, dude, I feel like oh. a little Switch Lite, you now, know? like a, a I, tiny... I play it on my Switch. I played it on my Switch, and it's... Un, it's fu- I can't even... I, like, Do you I'm not playing it. Do you dock it? I've, do- I've done both. Docked, it looked fucking horrendous. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, if, you, yeah. if you dock it, that's just wrong. But, yeah. But you're playing I, I, it handheld. That's the play. That's great. Okay, well, ignoring that, moving to the discussion <laughs> of that we will only see, we will see less and less cool-looking games on the Switch. I, I agree. I think that it's aging. We'll, we'll yeah. ignore that you're completely wrong about Witcher 3. I was going to say, I'm going to add to my list here of Carrick. Uh, we've got Hates Hardline. We've got Loves Primal. And we, we're going to write Hates oh, how the f- Witcher 3 on Switch. No, I hate the look of Witcher 3 on Switch. It, it <laughs> you hate everything it, about it. it. I'm going to slander it, you. It, it, does the, it does the quest. It just looks like dick. Man, I don't know. You know why I bet you it just dawned on me? I bet you, you just said you had a honeymoon. With Xbox and PS5, I bet you. I thought it might have um, been that. I bet you mine is a bit that in the fact that I'm doing a bunch of streaming stuff on my tablet. My tablet's a that nice would make a resolution. And playing like Skyrim with 200 mods on the tablet mm-hmm. is ridiculous. That could so, be, yeah. That makes sense. Nah, it's not. Witcher 3 looks like shit. I walked you into that. I fucking in no yeah. way, shape, or form think it's... I think you are wrong. What? I'm looking this up. What? I was trying to I'm give look- you a bone there let you walk I, out I know, with surprise. I know. I walked you into <laughs> I walked you into it because I, just I fucking... I'm gonna prove- <laughs> <laughs> does Witcher 3... Does Witcher 3 look good it. Good on Switch? You know, I'll be we're wrong on go to the internet? Good. I don't oh, know. Dude, it, Maddie, we're not right. making the argument looks good. That's not mm. the... 
That's not that what I would be arguing. That I was saying that it looked like shit. Absolute I thought, shit. I thought it looked good that enough. Hmm. Hmm. I heard it improved a lot after launch too. Ah, uh, that is true. I also did. Well, you guys I, also see that they that somebody figured out a way to. Um, whoa! Did I lose Maddie? No, I'm here. Hang on, yeah. my picture went away. There we go. You're back. <laughs> um, okay. I, I. It's funny Dustin mentions that because did you guys see that somebody figured out they got the hacked version of the Switch and then they turned the CPU up and they went MPG. in and that was IM. a modern yeah. vintage gamer. Right? Yeah. Was that that yeah. Well, yeah, because he, he hacks he, everything. Yeah, he. I was going to say he hacks everything, and he he got in there, and then they they did a patch, and those visual. I was talking about that because you can tweak the visuals and get rid of a lot of I think some its issues and make the image a lot more crisp. Where even when I did dock it, I remember I had to dock it for gameplay because I made a video about that patch because I was very impressed by it. I I, I thought it was it was. You're gonna keep shaking your head, but you're wrong. <laughs> you're, you're wrong. <laughs> That's fine. You can you can sit there and be wrong, but it looks great. It looks great, at least and on handheld. Dude, you're 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 going up. You're start now. You're saying it looks great. You're starting to do that thing. <laughs> I'm starting to double down. Pretty soon you'll be like, dude, Witcher <laughs> Three is usually the best looking game on Switch. <laughs> 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 Which I've done before. I absolutely yeah. know what it's like to double down. You weren't doing that, but yeah. Um, no, I definitely was. I was de- as you sh- as you shook your head, I, I absolutely had to double down. Uh, what are the Switch games that, that, that was Switch good? That, that in this year look we like? Did Luigi's come out this year? That was 2019, I think October. I want to okay. say um, the Switch. It's usually about the art style. I feel, if the, but that's yeah. I feel like that's, that's a whole conversation. It's all right. Like Luigi's Mansion, you could see like fully rendered models, and they actually looked clean, and and there really wasn't a sacrifice, and the world was very colorful and and detailed. Uh, and reactive so that's a whole i think that's a legitimately good looking game whereas i don't know i'm looking at my switch collection now i think of games i played on there like banner saga um i think of hades it's like art, these are all, what you're saying art 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 yeah so okay. it's hard to you know could you say smash is a good looking game because smash bros combines all these different characters from different universes on screen and it kind of looks normal right, I, get, I guess I get what you're saying and, you know could you argue that's a good looking game i don't know i just I, but the Switch, Nintendo has never, <laughs> I've never talked about Nintendo and graphical power before. But um, any old game, I've, I've never had a Nintendo game wow me visually. Uh, it's usually like, oh Without wow, they the art. they they got this on this. It's usually it. It's squeezing that something onto their technology. Hmm. It's always even that way when I was a kid, right? Um, I don't know, dude. I'm thinking about. Well, I don't know. We're. I mean, <laughs> we're go really. For it. Go, I'm just thinking, like, man, I feel like the the sprite work that they did on some Super Nintendo games, like thinking of like Super Metroid, like they created atmosphere mm. in that with the with that game. Like that really reminds well. me, I forgot one. Octopath Traveler is one of the best looking games on Switch. That is correct. Fuck yeah, it's it's art wise, art wise, yeah. Or, but it does use Unreal Engine, and so like. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the towns of water and stuff it oh, looks so what a great game yeah, I, I, I can't wait for that more i believe for a little while because i was trying to yeah, figure out if i wanted it and it looked was um, like two years ago holy crap dude is there a mario odyssey too <sighs> just odyssey. i would hope but not as of right now so not as right so was that game because dude that game it's weird to me that n64 had mario 64 whatever it's so popular and then you have that game on Switch. I never hear anybody ever talk about it, other than when we did during the podcast. But then it just disappeared. Was it just not that good? 
the 3D. Oh, the 3D All Stars. You mean? Uh, uh, no, Mario Odyssey on the Switch, dude. I think oh, it's amazing. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. We just I think it's better than Galaxy. Like, why is why is two not already being talked about? Which interests me. Like, why? Mm-hmm. It, I feel like Mario's just or... Mario's had like a lot of weird random successes between oh, that is true Odyssey and now right like they did that they did like what last year was like Mario ninety nine or or no I'm thinking of Tetris but Nar- Mario got like this this game where it was like a battle royale Mario where everyone side scrolling thirty five oh levels. my god thirty five yeah. that's what it was 35. Mario thirty five Super Mario thirty five yeah Maddie and. Oh, yeah, sorry. So, Go ahead. I thought you were moving on. I had no, one. no. I wasn't moving. I wasn't trying to hustle this conversation. No, no. I was just going to say that they've had uh, what else? They they did the 3D All Stars. I feel like I've seen Mario in a lot of different lights, and they're just I just thought, taking the Odyssey, Pokemon route because I think that was back in the day when Lone was on, if I remember right. Because I believe Lone played it. Yeah, that was right that was 2017. Yeah, and we were talking about it, and it just seems like that was going to be a thing, and I was expecting a two. Um. I just wonder why, like, why some games they do sequels for and others you just never hear about again. It always seems, especially because Odyssey just felt like a, felt like the. I next would rather them do a sequel to Mario and Rabbids and just call it a fucking day. Oh well, yeah. You would course. rather have a sequel to Mario and Rabbids over Mario Odyssey two. I would. I'd rather have Mario and Rabbids. No, how dude, dare you? Just, uh, <laughs> any game. I'm having bad takes everywhere. Any game, wow. I would rather have Mario Rabbids over right now. Any game, PS5, Xbox, KOTOR. Yes, I, I may said. have oh. to leave this show. Oh. I just said it. For, KOTOR. That, for this I, honestly, take from both dude, of you. Mario Rabbids is one of the greatest games ever made. Like, I'm not dissing on Mario and Rabbids. I know you're not. I'm just saying I, I want a sequel to that more than I want a sequel to almost anything. I don't, I don't know why. It would be very nice oh. to see them go at that again because the thing is they actually nailed it first try they nailed it first try it's so rare to see that from it shouldn't have worked it it fucking it did it was incredible dustin i I know you haven't played it i know you haven't played it no it's it's not i think the rabbits are too fucking annoying i can't do it damn it i can't i'm sorry do you like xcom gameplay though i do I just Dude, you don't want to give like a rabid Mario a shotgun and have him like bum rush on that, Dustin. It I would did have been funny to see you spend ten bucks and buy it. And I did buy it. Oh, you got months it ago, and I did play probably like two or three hours, maybe. I can't stand the rabbits. Dude, I, I just it feels like feels wrong. It feels like minions in Mario, and no, they, that disgusts me. They are me. very much like minions. They are. <laughs> But that's true. Maddie, I had to put something out into the void because I want this oh to my. happen so bad that I need to evangelize it. And hopefully okay. maybe maybe this somehow will flutter from this this room across the interwebs and eventually hit Japan right through okay. the means of communication. The Octopath Traveler team, who is that again? They did um they're doing Bravely Default 2, right? If they are, I'm gonna be upset because I want more Octopath. Bravely Default looks so Here's what I want. Generic. I'll I'll look it up in the meantime. That's a Square Enix game, right? They're somehow partnered. I don't know if Square Enix yes. owns that team. I don't a, know what's going on. It's a game, at least. Have that team remake Final Fantasy VI in that style. Mm. This is the way. This is what we need. And I will not hear any other opinions about it. Thank you. Yeah, I... Uh... 
there is a lot of games that that team could lay their hands on. Like I would like to see Chrono Trigger oh, remade. I'll take that. By, by I'll take them that. Yeah. as well. It's, it's published just, by there's Square so much Enix. potential with that. Like you know the 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 sprites and the pixel art in a, in like 3D, dude. It says it was developed by Square Enix in collaboration with Acquire. Um, and let's see here. What games did Acquire work on? Tenchu, No Heroes Allowed, Akiba's Trip. Nothing uh, big. Nothing big. Really? Yeah, like, like I thought was... that, that there was something with the Bravely Default team in that game. Uh, Way of the Samurai, Shinobito. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hate to say this, but the only series I recognize here is Tenchu and Akiba's Trip, which I'm pretty sure is like a producer they share the same producer that's it ah that i knew sense. there was some weird connection there yeah yeah i i feel like they need to explore octopath traveler more because that game did really well that sold like over two million copies for a fucking like old school jrpg i mean come on i like has anyone played searches. the pc version of that no but it's my friend has and it's it's good so it's got uh, five thousand one hundred reviews on Steam at a rating of very positive. I just as, uh, as it should. I didn't tell you guys this, but I bought myself an OLED for my computer in this office. Oh, like one of the forty-three inch, and I feel like that game would just in in four K would mm-hmm. be ooh very nice. Yeah, I agree. It's a beautiful game. All right. Well, last but certainly not least, we've got our patron questions. So let's get right into it. Let's switch on over, and we'll start off with The Den. The Den writes in, asking a quick question that we can fly right through. Longtime listener, new patron, welcome aboard. I have to ask, are there any plans to update the YouTube thumbnail now that you have three hosts again? Um, This is something that we've looked into. We want to keep the thumbnail the same, but... We want to get Dustin's face in there. It's just about where can we squeeze Dustin into that thumbnail. But you can Dustin, squeeze me in a lot of places, man. Yeah, He's just got to like, try it take out. Him out. Add cartoonify him. Just take him out, cartoonify him, and slap him right in like the center of it, and see how triggered people become. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's something we're looking into, but we don't want to change it too much because right now we have a pretty good rhythm of people knowing when I'm posting my podcast versus when I'm posting regular content on my channel where the video version is held. So it's something we're going to get Dustin's face in there just about when also the artist is ready and willing. Cause you know, it's their time, not ours, but now on to questions we can all answer. NBA young boy writes in, Hey, new patron here. I've been enjoying your podcast. So keep up the great work. Thank you. Welcome aboard. This one's more for Maddie since we share an appreciation for the Sly Cooper series. If Sony were to return to the IP, what should they do first? A proper sequel to Sly 4 to resolve the cliffhanger ending. A Blue Point slash Crash Insane style remake of four games. Or a fresh reboot of the franchise. With a Sly Cooper animated series rumored to be in the works at PlayStation Productions, I hope we get to see the return of this uh, video game this decade. Thanks and take care, guys. You have more patience than me. A decade you're willing to wait. Uh, willing to wait. I can't read. Um, okay. Now, gentlemen, obviously I am the uh, resident Sly Cooper fan here, but... I don't want to absorb all of the conversation. If you could see more Sly Cooper, in what form would it be? And I could tell by Carrick's fucking face, he's going to say he doesn't want it at all. He no, hates I do. Sly Cooper. I, no, I don't. Fuck off, man. <laughs> Just because you were wrong about Witcher 
Um, so I'm here's the thing. Carrick all episode. Here, now. <laughs> uh, this is the honest truth. When he was bringing that up, I would love to see a fucking RPG where you're uh, like hmm. in some way with those characters. Um, like I mean, a full RPG, like a group RPG, not a third, per- not like Tomb of the Rise of the Tomb Raider, but something that was like almost like a not Bard's Tale. I'm trying to think of where you have the group battle dynamic and stuff like that. I think something like right. that would be cool. Something completely different. Um, I'd be so about that. <laughs> I don't know why, but I think that their world, even though I'm not a massive fan, I think their world and their character and their side stuff is more. Um, what's the term? More. Uh, interesting than like a ratchet and clank doing the same thing even though ratchet and clank themselves are interesting i'm not for some reason i'm not as interested in that sly cooper i sort of like the animals as people kind of stuff there's a lot a lot yeah. going on i think it'd be very fun yeah i i, I would take honestly anything i gotta be honest with you i know i'm sounding a little desperate here but i really would whether it's a return or not i think knowing playstation if this were to ever happen it would be a kind of soft reboot probably um, that would make the most sense. I would, though. See, the thing is, it's a third-person game with stealth elements. I think it would fit sort of into their repertoire. Um, they're certainly open to these kid-style games with, like, Sackboy, a big adventure and shit. So I would like to see them give Sly Cooper a, a crack because it was that good in-betweener. It reminds me of how I feel emotionally about SpongeBob, right? You could play it when you're older, and there's a whole different meaning versus when you play it as a kid. As a kid, you're a raccoon going around stealing shit. As an adult... It has a lot more meaning behind it, right? The power of friendship, Sly's family, dying, vengeance. Is vengeance worth it? Bentley, the tragedy of Bentley. Like, there's so much here, man. And so I love how excited you became. And I have no <laughs> fucking clue what you're talking about. And you're like, the tragedy <laughs> of Bentley, which it's like talking about like Shakespeare <laughs> or something and being really excited about some side character. And I'm just like, great. Isn't he a turtle? <laughs> Bentley is oh, a yeah. turtle. Bentley turtle is tragedy a turtle. of Bentley the much. turtle. Yeah, the tragedy of it sounds like Mr. Maddie laying in bed, young kid. His mom comes in to read him a book. That's the <laughs> fucking title of the book. You Here's the thing: tragedy I cannot, of Bentley the turtle. I cannot make fun of Maddie right now because I'm a Kingdom Hearts fan. So I will leave it at that. Mm, yeah, once you you're a Kingdom Hearts fan, you can't tease anybody, right? Honestly, if you're like, a Kingdom Hearts fan, over. you probably should just try to not be part of the video game industry. Yeah, yeah really. right. And yeah, certainly not the naming quiet. of video games in the video game industry. Those two oh, things. Fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta leave that big. 33 and a third, Fubar, Gravity Well, R over Q. Gravity It's like, what the fuck does this even mean? For real. Well, anyway, I'd like to see Sly Cooper in some form. Um, yeah. You know, I think they could get away with, with bringing it back and it wouldn't disrupt any of their other plans. So. We will see, but I doubt Blue Point would do a remake. I'll say that much. I love I that Maddie's dog is just singing in the background. Isn't that your dog, Maddie? That is Duke. Yeah, Duke is just love him. Every time when he we get food, excited. yeah, when we get food, he just barks oh. and barks and barks. Yeah. That's just that's his shit, man. It's no big deal at all. Yeah, trust me. I, I tried I to mute know. it like when the when the food came in because my parents ordered <laughs> food. You know that's what it's like. All right, we mute because they're like bop 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 bop. My dogs are just trading blows with barks. So <laughs> now Duke's just having a good. Are time. you excited? I'm excited. Are you still excited? Very excited. How excited yeah. are you? Really excited. <laughs> it's just back and forth. Well, that's, that's the thing. It's like think, a dick man. measuring contest, man. You Wait, got like one dog barking and then another is. barks louder, yep. and they just get louder, yep. louder until they're and like. The, ah! If you ever notice, one sometimes will roll up and not. He'll like begin a bark and then sort of peter off, and the other dog. 
dog hears that and then he'll fully bark and then the first dog's like okay we're good yeah. and then they yeah. just go <laughs> that's what uh that's what revan does he'll kind of come in we call it woofing because he he's not full yeah. like Rawr! he's like that's what mine does mm -hmm. like that like, it's he's a testing test the waters bark. yep yeah, and the other man. dog when he's like woof the dog's like woof and he's like woof for sure okay let's do this yeah he's like bark it's like that's it it's done <laughs> the polite bark can be so cute though initially because it but the problem is it usually leads to a really annoying bark oh, it but usually like a, leads like to a, annoying burr, bark, yeah. burr. that's my parents dog does that it's like a very polite it starts polite not mm -hmm. doesn't end that way though right exactly right like duke will start like and you're like oh that's like cute. british and then, and what he's doing now you're you like at, at first up. they're like pip pip gentlemen off your hat and then pretty soon they're like fuck you you son of a bitch and they're smashing each other in the nuts and you have no clue how to escalate smash each other justin levano writes in i've been enjoying my series x for the last week as i've been playing it i've noticed my greatest appreciation for next gen is a steady 60 frames on every game i play being a base ps4 user with no pc i rarely get a solid 60 on a nice looking game my questions are one do you believe that performance with such a high frame rate will be a big next-gen leap, or will we see extreme graphical enhancements after a few years like we saw with the last generation? And two, do you see Game Pass acquiring another big company such as Ubisoft Games? As a Sony fanboy, Game Pass has caused me to completely switch to Xbox, and I am loving it this generation. Um, the second one we actually answered on Defining Duke, we talked entirely about Ubisoft and Uplay coming to xbox and we don't want to make it a thing where that show takes away from this one but um since we did talk about it extensively i will point you in that show for an extensive conversation but long story short it makes sense as the next logical step for xbox and their game pass offerings but keep in mind they are bringing the rest of the bethesda library and when that acquisition goes through so you're going to see a big boost there sooner rather than later when it comes to performance and high frame rate or graphical leaps what do you gentlemen gentlemen expect this generation hmm. performance mode versus quality will be pretty normal. The thing that people don't realize is sometimes you'll tie physics in to frame rate. And so you tie them at 30 FPS, your physics um, doesn't eat up your CPU, which is usually where the physics are. And then the GPU can do its resolution now with the new, better CPUs on these. That's why you're starting to see performance mode because the hmm. CPUs themselves just could not do it in the past. Right. So I think a lot of companies see it. And they're like, hey, performance mode, it works for us. I, I personally hate it um, because I want locked frame rate. So I don't want a performance mode. I want a 60 FPS mode or mm -hmm. a 30 FPS mode. I do not like the bullshit variability because the variability increases lag at the worst possible time. You're losing FPS when it's super busy. And when it's super busy in a game is usually when you need the FPS. And right. that bothers the fuck out of me. It's why I lower the FPS or lower the resolution on my PC, for instance, to make sure that I'm locked somewhere. And I've played yeah. games, by the way, locked at weird FPS. Like, I can't hit 60, but I don't want to hit 30. And I'll be like, I'll lock this bitch at 45 <laughs> as long yeah, as it's locked. It. Because I know. Yeah, because I don't want the thing where you sweep and suddenly it's like. And then it yeah. speeds up again. Yeah. Yeah, so, I yeah, I think we'll see the continuation of, of uh, performance and quality, but I would love to see them have performance just be 60. And also, by the way, companies need to knock the lies off about 60 FPS modes because they're purposely using fucked up English. They need to say not 60 FPS mode. They don't need to say up to. It needs to be their locked 60 FPS 
or variable so that people don't go into it thinking it's 60 fps and it's not and almost every console game they lie and they'll make mm-hmm. it sound like it's 60 they'll be like we have a 60 fps mode means nothing it means it caps at 60 and that fuck when do you cap at 60 looking at the ground you know so <laughs> yeah that's my thing. Um, fair enough i think that 60 fps or performance whatever you want to say is is hopefully a defining feature in this generation because right out the bat to to give it to sony in particular which i mean xbox since they haven't had many of their first party titles come out but i mean they have led the way with gears right gears is a good example of of making sure to support like a, a good performance mode but uh to see so many games right out the gate offer either 60 fps or the option between the two is is great i think particularly demon souls did a really good job with their performance mode um so and i think that overall just performance is more in the public conscience than ever before and i don't know if that's because of the rise of channels like digital foundry or it's just something people are more aware of just overall in general after being burned by games that don't have good performance but I think that more and more it's becoming a selling factor for developers to offer multiple modes. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah, right on. All right, moving on to Johnny EC. What's something in games such as mechanics you feel developers haven't done right? For me, I've been playing Metro Exodus and Cyberpunk before that, and both have first slash third person camera hybrid where you see the body, but in the first person perspective. While it's cool to be able to see your body, I feel like developers still haven't done this feature right because I notice all the time how stiff your shadows are or how flimsy your character is when sprinting. I can't tell you how many times I've died because I accidentally sprint while going down a set of stairs. That's interesting. I've never had that issue before. But do you guys feel there's a mechanic consistently developers don't get right in games? Yeah. Yeah, soft cursors need to go away completely. Um, anything that involves not snapping to a thing like, like divisions, probably one of the worst offenders divisions. HUD is probably one of the worst things I've ever had to experience. Like I never want to play or or division and destiny, both anytime Mm -hmm. you have a soft cursor with a game pad makes no sense. Um, I think that I don't know what they were trying to do. I I did hear a rumor just recently that, um, it was because they were trying to load in stuff. So the soft cursor allows for them to assume where you're headed and begin to load whatever you want to see. So if it's armor, you slow as you're moving the shitty ass, slow old grandma fucking cursor across the screen, the game is saying, okay, we know Carrick's headed to that. But I would say that's HUDs and inventories as a whole are just terrible. They're terrible, and they're terrible in a lot of games. A lot uh, holding X for fucking five seconds to destroy something. Like, all of these things, to me, um, there's there's pretty easy fixes that I would like to see. So, for me, it's more about the HUDs and the inventory than inventory. See, yeah, not to piggyback you too much, so I won't talk too long on it, but for me, it's definitely, like, inventory management and HUD, I feel. Yeah. So bad. You know, as much as I like Cyberpunk, I got to say its inventory management was pretty fucking brutal. It's Trying to not... destroy something and no sound. Yeah. <laughs> You're all, did, did I destroy that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, the, <laughs> so shit. The, just, it's for me, I get, it's very RPG to have the grid, right? When you open your inventory and you see the grid right. kind of laying out all your different weapons. And it's almost like a game of fucking Tetris with all your building blocks. Um, and they have them all laid out with different colors. 
but then you like hover a cursor over and then like all of a sudden the hud's gonna cover another part oh, that you need to see oh yeah uh, i know what you mean now it's, it's yeah. such a common issue in rpgs even one of my favorites divinity has a really big fucking HUD issue because what happens is the HUD covers the other important thing you need to see. So you pop it up, you read it, you memorize it, you minimize it, and then you bring up the other one. And then sometimes games compare them, but like the fucking screens are like this fucking vertical. So you can't read both of them at the same time to see the stats. It, uh, it blows my mind. So yeah, for me, it's, it's inventory management really, but I think that boils down ultimately to HUD. So that'd be mine. Absolutely. Did the question say mechanic or feature? mechanics mm. he said such such as mechanics because mm. i would say that i'm my wish is being granted because last generation the number one thing i wanted was more graphics and performance options in in console games and so okay. now we're getting that so i don't know if that really counts but we'll I'd go with that so. i would say that counts i guess another yeah, one you could say it. along the graphics options is also fov um yes yeah, yeah. Which we're starting to get that now. I mean, Call of Duty yep. supports it. So you have to imagine that other developers were, will follow suit. Yes. I'm Velen writes in. What would be your top five recommended slash favorite games of the PS4 and Xbox One generation? Now, normally we don't like to do these, but the follow-up, I think, makes it a little more understandable. I missed a lot of really good games due to financial reasons and having a few of my game systems break. I enjoy all genres and plan on playing Persona 5 when I'm done with Divinity 2. So instead of us all doing top five, I'd say we combine four or five games just to kind of keep the show flowing here. Um, one of them I would have picked would have been Divinity 2, so I'll spare you that one. They said PS4 specifically? PS4 or... and Xbox One generation. Oh, with whole... okay, for both. All right. Forza, Horizon, if he likes racers. Any of them. They're incredible. Yeah, those are really good games. Um, I'm going to say if you're open to persona, I don't know how, how far you need your dollar to go here, but I am a really big fan of Catherine, I think, cause it's very mm. replayable and, um, Catherine full story, body or whatever. Yeah. Catherine full body. Cause the, sto- the story I thought was really fun. There's tons of endings. I thought the gameplay was super unique. It's very puzzle driven. Um, but given that you're open to all genres and you are planning on playing Persona 5, uh, this is one that, I wouldn't say it's a top of the generation, but it's it's replayable, it's different, it's fun, and it's it's a really good ride. I like that one a lot. Um, I'm trying to think of others that will come to mind. Bloodborne. You said Bloodborne. PS4. So yeah. Bloodborne, for sure. I don't, I'm just trying to think of, like, defining, like, so they, if, I'm, oh, sorry, I'm already... Jesus, oh, sorry, yeah, Ori. Yeah. sorry, Ori. Ori, whether it be Xbox, well, yeah, because he's got an Xbox, I was going to say Switch, but, um, dude, Ori is, I would say Cuphead, just because it's so fucking unique, but it's also really difficult, so a lot of people aren't going to love that, but Ori, mm-hmm. yeah, hands down, you should definitely experience Ori, because that's probably one of only, like, five games in the entire world where I've ever felt anything, I'm just not that emotional when it comes to video games, but Ori, Ori, Ori did pretty well in that. They said yeah. they missed the whole generation. I think it, it says I missed like a lot missed... of really good games due to oh, major reasons and yeah. having a few of my game systems broken. Oh so. man! I mean, I feel like looking at like I don't know, God of War, the new one was really Ooh. good. Horizon, really good. Oh, I'm just yeah, thinking yeah. of like blanket appealing to everybody 
type yeah. video game games. You know what I mean? Given given that uh, they're playing Persona Five and Divinity, I'm gonna try to cut a little bit deeper here and think of some stuff. I mean, if you're looking at Xbox, I would just say sign up on Game Pass because that alone will give you a, a large large library to dive into and there's some good stuff they have the whole yakuza franchise there pretty much and outside near. of six and, and seven and i was about to say near automata is one game i would recommend um that is mm, it's so fucking good very ah, good i fucking love that game but uh yeah that's just a that's a pool of titles we'd suggest to you hopefully you give those a shot and you enjoy those as my dog continues to bark, Mike lists Theory writes so in. Difficult. I was just going to say, anybody who's What's listening, up? lists are almost impossible for us to do, and there's multiple reasons. It's because we review, and we may still like a game, even though we, you know, it's a shit game. You can still like it. You know, you may not tell everybody go run and get it. It's like those top fives are so difficult, and then when they don't tell you what they've played, it's also difficult because you may end up giving five examples, and they're like, "Oh, I played all five of those." And you're like, "Well, dude, I didn't know what games you played." So I'd just say for anybody listening, if you're going to ask for any kind of list, keep it to like two or three at the most. And then give us a heads up on like sort of what you're looking for. Because I want to steer them right, but you could waste a lot of time and then find out that, you know, our suggestions aren't good for, you know, whatever reason. Sounds for him, it was very general, which is good. But we get a lot of those questions. Seemingly there was a lot missed, but. Yeah, it sounds like everything was missed. All right, Mike Fury writes in. First question we kind of answered, but I'll read it anyway, just to do diligence here. Keep it real with me, guys. How bad are Vampire Bloodlines 2 and Dying Light 2 looking right now? Both are my most anticipated games of the year, along with God of War Ragnarok. Well, we already talked a lot about Dying Light 2, and I don't think Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 is in a better position. Mm-hmm. So enjoy your anticipation for God of War Ragnarok for the time being, and those two should be substituted with something else. Mm-hmm. That's a little more yeah. imminent, exciting, and complete looking. Like Outriders. <laughs> Number two, not to sound like a hater, but do you guys know anyone who asked for or is even excited about the Golem game from Amazon? I forgot that shit existed. Have a great day, everyone. Oh, my God. I forgot all about this game. Do you remember that? It's so interesting because Lord of the Rings is ripe for amazing games. They have Lord of the Rings online. I think that's still running. You've got the... Middle Earth, like Shadow of Mordor slash Shadow of War, um, which I've been meaning to get to Shadow of War. Um, it's just been because fixed, ne- by the way, Maddie. If you I was decide say, to play it, I've heard that it's, it's got a lot yeah. of changes where it was like almost a too little, too late thing. But now it's been like four years where it's <laughs> a good time for me to hop in with a, a pretty clean opinion of it. Um, that's what I've been wanting to play for a while. Um, but there was a period of time they used to churn out the Lord of the Rings games, man. And PS2, now, PS3, Xbox, Xbox 360. Yeah. There were a lot of those gauntlet style fighters. You Dude, know, they where had you, like um, a two towers game. Two yeah, towers that game, game was great. And Return of the Lord King of the also. Rings, Lego, like they they were they actually had, uh, rolling out a, a shit ton of these. War of the North. Did you guys oh, ever play that one? I was just gonna say, yes, I have. They had that War of the North. Awesome one. They had RTS games. Like Which it one was, was the RTS? Uh, there was three. Middle Earth Battle for Something was um, oh Battle for Middle Earth. Ba- no, I might have been. Shit. Was it just general Battle for Middle Earth? Yeah, um, I think so. Middle Earth seen a lot. Technically, a lot of titles when you really. Oh, Lord of the Rings Conquest as well. That was a really good one. This is funny. I just rewatched Lord of the Rings in 4K actually over Christmas break. <laughs> I, I saw your tweet. I saw your I tweet. Want... What did it say about? Was it talking about the Hobbit or something like that? Oh. 
Um, he said, we don't do something in this household. Oh, I said, uh, we're a Lord of the Rings extended edition family. And quite frankly, we don't associate with people who who, <laughs> like, who prefer the theatrical that's versions. A, that's what it was. So, <laughs> and we also watching them either way. We don't acknowledge The Hobbit even existing, which I just broke why? that because they're terrible. That's why, Maddie. Okay. We're looking for a third host. Maddie, uh, you don't even watch movies. I don't. You said that. I, I don't, but I have watched The Hobbit, and I think those are great movies. <laughs> wow. Great movies. Enjoyable. Just uh, as extra enjoyable. Extra slice of ham. Debate. Yeah. Let's honestly. do it. Let's go. I'll have to rewatch all of them, and that's a project of its own. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to say, see in six years when he's fucking finished with one. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're not, you're not wrong. Watch. You're not. I know that's the one thing I, I'm pretty solid on is that you're not. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to win any bet, just involve a it's fucking so movie with weird it. Weird that you're not too. Well, I'll say trouble or it doesn't trouble me. It so confuses me. That, I that... watched a lot of anime recently, though. I I watched enough anime to to accumulate like probably twenty movies. But I mean, as a big Spider-Man fan. The idea that you're not like consistently watching the Spider-Man movies, the multiple Spider-Man movies, one of the longest running series of superhero movies now, you know, right? Like that really, it just surprises me that that's not for you. I don't know why. I've I've rewatched the Tobey Maguire ones a lot. I like those. That's I just love me. Toby, but it's going to the... be so good having all them in one fucking. Movie. I'm I sorry, know. that's it's going to be I, so yeah. cool. It is. Um, it's definitely the expendables of, of uh, fucking superhero movies. I can't wait. Yeah. Into the Spider-Verse, I've rewatched a couple of times as well. But yeah, it's, it's few did. and far between. It's few and far between. Straw Hat Ninja writes in, Hello, first time patron here. Welcome aboard. Thank you for joining us. I know you've talked about playing, uh-oh, Trails of Cold Steel. Oh, no. And I, saw I knew you he was going to bring this one shit up. On your Switch. My question is, what made you want to try the series, and have you been interested in playing the older Trails in the Sky games? I'm sure Dustin will love to give his input as well, because I know he loves the Trails series as much as I do. So Straw Dustin. Hat Ninja is a, a member of the CLS. Or Oh, I broke! There it is. There the it Last is. Stand Media Discord. And um, he knows. Wait, what's his name? Straw Hat Ninja. I think he was the one who was fucking trying to set me up for some stupid question yesterday, and everybody even warned me. Might have <laughs> been him. People are like, "Dude, he's gonna set you up for a dumb question." I can't. I'll have to go back and look. You have some. You have some unique people in there, and not in oh. a bad way. Before anybody freaks. <laughs> yeah, there's some. There's, uh, there's some interesting characters in the last some interesting opinions. <laughs> yes, dude. These okay. These trails fans, they're worse than Persona fans. Okay, and we're bad. We are really, really bad, and they're worse. Maddie, I'll let you answer the question. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I agree (laughs) entirely. I think Trails fans are a breed of their own, and they just need to be calmed down. They they need to relax. Their game series is solid, but it's just not going to be as fucking popular for a while um, until it gets a bigger budget, and that's it. Going back to a game, oh, I, got, I have I have a close friend. I, I got. I, I, I have a close friend who's playing these Trails in the Sky games from. I want to say they're in the early 2000s when they came out. And I know they're good games. Like, I, I think people generally like them more than Trails of Cold Steel. But that doesn't matter. I don't want to go back to these 2003 RPGs. You know, there's there's sometimes that, like, you know, Champions of Norath, for example. I was talking about that earlier in the show. Like, that's a game that you can pick up whenever because it's very simple at its roots. It's very much inspired by Diablo. But it there are certain RPGs 
that just got worse with time. And I don't think uh, Trails of Cold Steel was very much loaded with exposition. And I can't imagine that got better back then. Otherwise, it's a significant step backwards for the franchise. Um, what made me want to try it, though, is I played and beat Persona 4 Golden. And you all know I love my Vita. So um, I was looking for more JRPGs to play on on my uh, Vita that were like Persona. And the number one recommended one I kept seeing was Trails of Cold Steel, which I found very weird because the game has like free time you can spend and you can spend it with people and build your bond with them. But it's not like Persona at all. Otherwise, like that is it is one mechanic from Persona and it's not even one that's like strongly pushed forward. It's occasionally it's mostly just a story game with a lot of combat. So uh, that's why I ended up picking it up. I played the first two. I played the demo on my Switch, called it a day there, and I'll get back to the last two in the series whenever I feel like it. Right now, my eyes are on Fire Emblem Three Houses. I want to knock that off before I go to anywhere else. But anyway, thank you for writing in. Chris Cozy writes in with a pretty interesting question here. What are the chances of a new Lord of the Rings Conquest game in the next few years? Potentially something that alternates with Star Wars Battlefront. Um... I don't think DICE is interested in that. I don't think they're interested in alternating something with Battlefront um, outside of Battlefield. Um, But yeah, I don't think you're going to see them take that Battlefront kind of uh, DNA and apply it to other games. Because they only just started to get it right like midway through Battlefront 2's life cycle, really, when they they fixed everything. I mean, I thought the game... It's kind of like the conversation with Cyberpunk where when I played it, I'm like, there's clearly something very good here. And I thought the same thing with Battlefront 2, but it's just its fucking progression systems and star card system was terribly broken. Um, so I think we don't want to give them too much credit because in my eyes, they kind of just figured it out. Uh, so I don't think there's any chance you're going to see another Lord of the Rings Conquest game. So go get that old fucking game. Hold on to it. What? Don't let uh, it go. Sorry. My no, you're good. Back is killing me. Up. What? Uh, what? Uh, Conquest. I don't know. I don't remember this game at all. It is. It is a game from I want to say 2009, and it is right. quite literally like Battlefront One and Two from Pandemic. Except it's by the same studio. Except it's a Lord of the Rings game. It's very good. It's very fun. How, so are you? But you're not shooting, obviously. Yeah, right? bow and arrow. You could shoot. Yeah, you have different classes. So you have like a a knight class. You have an archer, a mage. And, and you're just, just like running that, around uh, big uh, arenas, a, map. a big a map. Yeah, oh, okay. Like What's Battlefront, and you're Steam? capturing objectives. It's called Lord of the Rings Conquest. I don't know if it's on I Steam. I just feel so weird having like no memory, no memory of this Lord. I played it a lot. I love these games. They are they're really fun. I would recommend them. I I don't I don't know if they've aged well, but I'm looking at that right now. We're gonna look at uh, probably the best reviewer on YouTube. Uh, currently, I want to make sure people follow this channel. It's it's a small channel called IGN. Probably the most detailed <laughs> reviews you'll ever see. Oh, so if you get a chance, they're small. Only have a couple million. Oh shit! I played this game. Hell yeah! And you fucking it didn't love it, age right? well at fucking oh. all. But yeah, I uh, I don't remember if I did love it, Maddie. But I absolutely have played that game. Okay. Okay. It's okay, gotcha. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed it a lot. Probably because that was, I don't know, that that came out in a time period where it kind of made sense for companies to take formulas and just pop them on IPs. Oh, for sure. With the IPs, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's sure. a lot different nowadays. So I don't think that correlation's happening nowadays, Chris, where you're going to see Dice go, all right, it's time to make a, a Lord of the Rings game 
that involves a whole different playset entirely, especially with how technology is nowadays. It's just, I would love to see yeah. it, but it's not going to happen, sadly. Agreed. Cryo Vault Soul writes in, Matt, Carrick, and Dustin, why do you think Rockstar can't make Bully 2? The game has been canceled three times now. As a huge fan of the game who plays through its story at least once a year or so, it's become incredibly frustrating. Hmm. You can't yet. Yeah, I mean, they talked about this with G. I, I think the only answer is what they've actually stated, which is when looking at GTA six, they didn't know when they were going to do it because how do you sat, how do you make satire of a world that's already well beyond what you can do in a game with satire? The world itself is crazier than the game. And they, they ran into this with five and they discussed, they actually had issues with five they had to have discussions about how do you make the game crazier than real life already. And that was GTA 5. So now we're looking at GTA 6 and Bully 2. And I think with Bully 2, you're trying to do satire of kids um, going to school where currently if you watch the TV show Shameless, you know, 11-year-old kids are selling crank out of fucking bathroom stalls in school. Like, how do you make things... How do you make a... Bu- Bully came out at a time where, I mean, there was a little bit more innocence... Not to be, there just was. Shit's really mm-hmm. changed, man. And you could go back and have another, you know, that character show up again, but I'm not 100% sure how that would work. Um, but I think a lot of it's satire. You're trying to do satire, and it's a little difficult right now. And, and where, do you put the, where do you put the timeline, you know? How old's the kid? Because that's going to matter huge, man. How yeah. old the kid is and, and, and what, you know, private school one of my friends went to a private school and there was more fucking and sucking and blowing in that private school than there was in my public school. Like it was crazy. I I have heard that. That's pretty, at least between us two, it's pretty consistent. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Cause dude, he told me and I was like, wait, what, you know (laughs) what? And he was all, dude, this shit was happening. Drugs because you have rich parents, you know, who leave and they leave their cocaine. (laughs) You got 14 year olds snorting cocaine. He's just like, Jesus Christ, man. And that was 10, 15 years ago, let alone now. So, yeah, I'll just tell you this. I want to see it. Hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, out of anything Rockstar has done, Bully has been my favorite. So, you know, I I just, I I think there's a couple of things they could do gameplay-wise to separate it. You know, you want to see maybe uh, overhauled hand-to-hand combat. Um, Yeah. I I think they were kind of up the right alley with some of the gadgetry, so to say, like the slingshot, the potato gun. Um, I think... Nowadays, with technology, you could carry that a step further. I think the issue really is that Bully worked in its time capsule because inherently, with where tech was, you had to limit the size of the game. Where nowadays, right. the expectation with Rockstar is open world. You make it open world, and you're running around with all these guns and things. You start to think of GTA, and you're like, "Is this is this really Bully at this point?" Um, That's true. So Red Dead is so distinctly different, right? In its time period, it does separate mm-hmm. itself inherently. It's really hard to do that with Bully. So that's why if Rockstar wants to shrink it down and make kind of a, a giant campus or a hub, that that wouldn't make sense on today's hardware. It's just I don't know how it could. Because uh, it's possible. It's just going to feel like it's almost under-delivering. Um, so I think they really just, if anything, got to lean really hard into what they give the player the quests they give them, and it's the means of traversal. It's like, well, we're going to build this big open world, but if we put cars in and they let you drive cars, that's going to be like GTA. But if we make them ride bikes all over this open world, it fits what the character is. 
but it can't fit the size of our world. So it's just I think it's one of those things where when you're trying to fit the um, fit the universe, it, I think it's tough. I mean, what do you think, Dustin? I don't know how. So I've never played Bully before. Oh, um, how old are the kids in Bully? Like, how old is the main character? Fourteen. See, that's yeah, the they're thing. In, they're is in their that, teens. Yeah, they're what, in, yeah early teens. I feel like part of this is the fact that Bully. You guys were mentioning the fact that it was like a relic of its time. It's something that was made then. It can't be made now. And I guess that's kind of the precipice of the, the question. That's kind of what we're talking about here. But mm-hmm. the limitation with the graphics on PS2, I feel like makes this game feel more fantasy, like more like a cartoon. So right. I, I wonder if making this game now where you have ultra high realistic graphics, if that crosses some kind of barrier of realism that would make people uncomfortable with 14 year olds do you know what i mean yeah man dude it was all about innocent it was your first kiss it was like you saw your first kiss with bill with uh what's hopkins um is it billy jimmy jimmy hopkins jimmy thank you i always get that fucked up um and just so you know dustin it's not the first time they've run into uncomfortable when bully was originally created it was play tested and you were the bully People were so uncomfortable with you being the bully, they switched it so that you were the good guy. Interesting. That was 15 years ago because this was a, a PS2 game. Um, so if they were already, as game testers and game players, uncomfortable with you being the bully, you're talking about now. It's like, what are you doing as a 14-year-old? And how do you make it feel real? I guess you could do a weird time frame, right? 1970s maybe or something like... Yeah, it would have to be a time frame thing for sure. And... I mean, the thing is, is I definitely see an opportunity there for them to tell some kind of really impactful stories that could resonate with some people. But it might be that, like you said, that uncomfortability. Did you guys do sure. public schools? Yep. Yeah, I did. We all did yeah. public schools, right? Mm-hmm. If Do you remember when you were 14? I'm going to be the oldest, so like my 14 might be different than yours. But it's pretty fucking boring, too. Like, <laughs> the, I, I mean, that's Todd. another... <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. if bully two just has you go home and play bully one that's it that's <laughs> That'd be actually really it. awesome and, and run an influencer website and shit be like hey man get my tiktok give me a thumbs up yeah uh it's funny you mentioned that but like i don't know about you guys i mean what what would you do I mean, now and how do you tell a story there they they yeah. they tell good stories so they can do it but yeah, it's just it, I think it takes a lot more figuring out than even Red Dead, which I'm sure was tough on its own, right? Yeah, for sure. Red Dead had some questionable stuff too. I mean, you guys are well, you know. I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but there's some piece of shit characters in that too. For I sure. I just I just thought of something. Tell me what you think of this. This is for you, Maddie. I was okay. talking about the uncomfortability of the fact that we're dealing with children, teenager, teenagers, whatever. That's the case in Persona and a lot of anime hmm. games. And I, I just, think I didn't even think of that. When I thought of that, I think it kind of confirms the point I made at least to me that it's like Persona is clearly not it does not look realistic, right? It's very anime. It's a cartoon. Right. And I'm wondering if that's what makes it acceptable to us and what's it's what doesn't make us most I'll say mostly uncomfortable because there are still things in Persona as a huge fan of that franchise, I'm like, this guy, some of this teacher relationship stuff is kind of yeah. weird. But 
Like the first um, ten hours of five are pretty fucked up. Yes. Five or five row. Doesn't matter which one well, you're playing. The first ten hours are really fucked up. That to me is just like interesting and good storytelling. It's it's fucked up, but Yeah, it, that's it, yeah, it, it tells a story that's probably not too uncommon. I was referring more to um your relationship with your homeroom teacher. Ah, yes. So Yes. Or what can that, be your relationship yeah, with your homeroom say, teacher. If you choose to pursue it. Yes. yes. Definitely so. not right. I mean, there's a lot of homeroom teachers I would have banged. Now that I think about oh, it. Oh yeah, it definitely lets you live that fantasy for sure. Yeah, um, but I also believe that uh, a good majority of people who like Persona um, would bang not who like teacher. it. Well, that too. But uh, I think there's a mystique <laughs> to Japanese life which there is not to Western life, and I think that if you start doing a Western one, then there's even more uncomfort. Right now, the honest truth is, man, That's you get people right who. Point, yeah. Who look at Japanese stuff and they're like, oh, there's a mystery there. No, not so much. I mean, I've talked to people, my wife being Chinese, and she can tell you to your face that, like, if you talk to some people, some, not just Americans, by the way, you'll get that all the time. Anywhere you go in the world, people will treat another race that doesn't speak their language natively as if they're in another world. Like, everything's mysterious. It's like, no, I take a shit just like you do. Like, what are you talking about? Like, we're all, we, we, our words are weird, but if you came and saw 90% of what we did, it's exactly, we think the same thing. We're not mysteriously submissive as a race, you know, and all the shit, all the tropes. And I think that right. that probably leads into a problem with bully as well as you don't have tropes that are mysterious because persona, I love persona. I love Yakuza, but I'm going to tell you right now, man, both already got a little bit of heat. I believe that the heat is going to continue and not go away. You're going to see more and more people having issues with those kind of things. And it's going to become, I, I don't have an issue by the way, but you are going to have more and more people being like, that's unacceptable. And I, we saw it with GTA yeah. too. There was a couple of people who had issues with various things that happened there, but my favorite part is I, that the Japanese for the most part do not care. Yeah, exactly. No, that's, and I love and that. A, and, a, and I would say a lot of other nation, it, Every nation, well, we don't care about guns as much as, let's say, another nation that cares about sex. You'll see it in our TV shows where we'll show violence. They'll be like, we don't show violence, but we show more sex. And you see that. And it's, it's just a part of the yeah. different cultures accept different things. People have to remember I, is that a lot of these games are not made. I mean, they're made for game players, but they're made with a Japanese mindset. mindset. And I'm not saying yeah, that yeah. It, I'm not saying that excuses some some more heinous things but that's what you have to keep in mind you can't make demands in that situation in, in my opinion it's like yeah i don't know it's almost like you are making a demand but you're making it by proxy you're like find somebody in the who like over in the area who made it or who's in the area that we're representing and find somebody that also dislikes it and you're like dude that's so weird it's seven degrees of kevin bacon as a fucking complaint and at well, some point it's just like just make the fucking game and some of them are looking for it too. Do you guys remember that oh, um, that Kotaku article where someone thought that the soundtrack, one of the songs that ended up in Smash Brothers from Persona Five, they thought oh that it said God. "retard" or something. Do you, was that it? I do vaguely remember that. Yeah, that was a thing for a while. It's like you're a because fucking they were trying to say it was because of the they were trying to say you couldn't say that. No, no, no. They the the singer's accent made something sound like that word, and it was um. And, like, it was a whole article about it and stuff, and they were trying to, like, drag either the singer or 
persona and people are like no that's just her accent she's clearly not saying that like these are the lyrics and oh, I, remember wow. that, I remember that being a thing for a while i forgot about that yeah i have a question yeah. though if it had been that i don't know if the japanese have an issue with certain terminology because terminology changes what's okay that used to be an okay word you know like it was dropped all the time nobody in over time the, the the that shit changes um let's say they had say said that do we know do, in in japan is that like as blacklisted of a word as it is here do you guys I know i think they're i think japan's from what i've seen in Are games at least in anime or? I would say they're progressive in that sense, but I don't know how progressive oh, okay. they are in like same-sex relationships. I usually oh, see no. them po- oh, poking no. a lot of fun. They they definitely poke no. a lot of fun at that, and that's one thing I think Persona. And I agree with that. I think they they should catch some flag for that because they don't like for a game that does have a lot about dating in there. I'm surprised that they don't have either play okay. as a male or a female. That's another thing okay. Japan does a lot: play as a male, just because they think inherently. The male is more interesting. There's a lot of games you oh, could list sure. out. Like I think yeah, Final Fantasy sure. 12 is a good example where you just play as Vaughn because he is a guy. That's it. And there's just <laughs> okay, gotcha. a lot of situations, yeah. yeah, where I think they are behind in that regard. At least those types okay. of games are. So I think they do deserve that that flack for their lack of progression there. But that's just my two cents. Good question though. Thank you for writing yeah. in. Yeah, interesting question. Zach writes in. Hey guys, got a question I thought might lead to some interesting discussion. What's a good feature from a poorly received game or just a bad game that has been implemented in a subsequent game that has improved the quality of that game? Just because it's a bit of a mouthful, some context. While my opinion of Anthem is lukewarm, I bought it for $5, so at that price, it wasn't bad. I dug the flying, and my anticipation of the next Mass Effect has increased thinking about how the flying could be implemented into that. Too long, didn't read. New Mass Effect story with a bit of Anthem flying peppered in there. Whoa, Nelly. Okay. So, have you ever played a something that I see? I've played games that I I've liked certain things, but other things didn't click. And I hope in the next entry it can evolve. Like I will say, Vampire is one of those games, right? Where I hope they evolve that combat and keep the same dialogue and storytelling in the hub world. Like I hope that's something that stays. But that wasn't like a bad game, right? I guess I don't know because I think of the like most recent bad games that come to mind for me are Godfall and um and avengers and Mm. i'm sorry but those games to me were so awful i didn't think they had very many redeeming qualities i think they're also average in their mechanics offerings so that there isn't anything that you would want to see or that's special to them that would yeah that you would want that you would expect to be surprising it's just super yeah especially godfall yeah yeah godfall was quite literally the missionary sex of video games (laughs) It was. It was. It's it, was, so a- it was average. Yeah. It's. It's. Dude, I was. I, I was confused. I was playing a game when I played yeah. that game. There was no emotion, no connection to what was, it was. Just like flatlined the game, and then I turned it off. I was like, dude, yeah. that's why a lot of people were like, "How is when I made my worst games of the year list?" They're like, "How is this your worst game of the year?" And I'm thinking, because it's not. I, I was gonna say it's. You know, I, I would say you could argue Avengers was a worse game when it came out. It was in a worse technical state. It had so much wrong with it. But at least there were ideas where they were trying shit, even if there's shit I completely yeah. disagree with. Like, well, let's make this live service. Godfall passionately did nothing. That's really hard to do, to be so yeah. passionate about being mundane. You know, yeah, the, the Usain Bolt of average, man. It was yeah, just like, really? man, we're, we're rushing to average as quick as possible. And they did yeah. And they did. And it's like, this is such an astounding feat. It, it actually makes me sick to my stomach. Um, 
So I'm, not, I'm a I'm little sh- bit. I don't know about you. A little bit. What, what's the term? Like, I sort of want to pat him on the back a little bit and be like, "It's crazy that you guys put an entire game together without anything that I can remember." Like, <laughs> yeah, it's there's just a almost nothing. <laughs> it's a vacuum. <laughs> anyway, it's really hard to answer this question because I can't. Most games I dislike. Yeah, I don't have something I like about it because I'm very selectful when I say I don't like something. It's usually I I see redeeming qualities in a product. Um, like for example, and it's also being self-aware, like a game that I wasn't a huge fan of, but I know is a good game for a lot of people is Immortals Phoenix Rising. I I understand why people love that game, but there were absolutely things that I think could be better in another entry. But I, I think that's just me, right? Like I think for the majority of reviewers, players, people who bought the game, they were totally happy, understandably so with what they got. So that's the other thing. It's like, that was not poorly received. It's just it was poorly received from me. So it's really tough to say. It's a good question, but I don't know. Do you guys have a good answer for this one? Not really. I, I think I kind of – the one thing that came to mind to me is just the highly realistic uh, schedules of people in Watch Dogs Legion, like their NPC oh system. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. It was really cool, but in a game that does not really appeal to me, even though I did – well, you know, I might need to go back to it because I, I dropped it because that was a game I got for free from I like that game. NVIDIA. Me too. And then it ran like shit. And I thought, I'll come I back. I remember you saying that yeah. when you got your, your graphics card finally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I do remember. That was that was actually Dude, one that of the feels like fucking yesterday. That, that was like three months ago. That felt it like It was yesterday. three months ago. Time yeah, is fucked crazy. right now, guys. Yeah. Like That's a good point, though, about Legion. Like, I would, yeah. I, I would actually say, even though I liked it, I, I know why some people... And and I didn't like it as much as Maddie. Maddie liked it the most, but I mm-hmm. get it. I think that's a good example. There was a lot in Legion that I was telling people, "Man, I wish Valhalla had this." I would or agree. I wish, and I find myself Cyberpunk. In fact, I mentioned multiple dude times NPCs in Cyberpunk are bad. It's like all of them are like you like walk up to them, and they're like "fuck you," and you're like, "Dude, I was just, <laughs> dude, like, literally just everyone called, hates me." It should just be called NPs as non-players because they're not a character. <laughs> There's no. no character in those NPC. Man. Fuck, man. <laughs> I remember zooming in and seeing a guy, and it was like his name was like Bill Nelson or whatever the fuck. And I was like, wow, this would be cool. And I followed him, and he did that thing where he went around the corner and then turned back around and went around. I was like, oh, no. Oh, fuck. Nothing's happening. Like, nothing. There's nothing going on. So bad. I uh, I watched a video. I think it was by Beat'em Ups, and he showed uh, this one NPC had a I put in quotes a route and he just went around the same block and got soda each time. He went around the Aww. same block. He just kept, yeah, he just kept <laughs> going back and getting soda. It was funny, but yeah, I, I hope that's something they they try to tweak because it's it's pretty blatant over time. Thank you for the Legion's questions, Zach. Example, but, yeah, yeah. I was gonna right. say Le- Legion's one that I would say as well, just because I did call it a hidden gem, like a dime. I called it a diamond in the rough. That's what it was, and. It was it wasn't great. I would like to see Legion Legion put choices, and I thought that that surprisingly worked really well for Watch Dogs. Like they had a choice you can make yeah. in the mission, and um, it had a couple of outcomes. And I thought to myself, this is something that would work really well for this series going forward. I don't know. I kind of like when Ubisoft games do choice because they do their open world so well that having agency over how it reacts, like in a Valhalla, which we'll be talking about next, actually, um, it works really well for me. Yeah. Which does uh, bring us into our next question. Vault 101 guy writes in, I just started playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla and was really excited when I heard that Asgard was something you could visit. When I finally got there, I was disappointed. 
Is there any location in the game you were excited about that turned out to be disappointing? By the way, huge shout out to Maddie and Carrick's new podcast, Defining Duke. Such a good listen. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Um, I see. I liked Asgard and Valhalla. Fucking so did I. It's the only thing I liked about Valhalla. Oh really? <laughs> I th- I dug the fuck out of that part though. Yeah, I thought I that know. was a, a, a I thought it was a pretty welcome surprise. I don't know. I've realized huh. I appreciate the conversation from Valhalla because I can see it evolving where people are starting to really dissect what they liked and disliked, and it's kind of all over the place. Like I really liked the game. Um, a lot of people really hated the game, and a lot of people are in the middle. Like there's, and I think all thoughts are pretty reasonable for that game. But it's just interesting yeah. to see like someone who was disappointed with Asgard, which I thought was one of the. Well, this is really cool kind of moments of the game because it reminded me of the world war one section in syndicate i thought that was one of the cool parts of that game so kind of a, a call back to that there for me personally um but was there a location in a game you were excited about and it ended up being disappointing i got one and it's um oh my god what the agents of mayhem you you're in south korea right and that Dude. that fucking open world was so nice looking but it was so underwhelming that game just was so that game was so average that it just, it could have been so much more. And they were like, fuck saints row. We're not doing that. We're doing this thing here. This is going to be the thing for us. It's like, no, it's not. It just didn't work. You shouldn't have done it in the first place. Sorry to say it, but ages of mayhem, South Korea is a great setting for a game. And they tried it and they fucked up because there wasn't shit to do. That would be mm-hmm. my pick. Super disappointing. My pick. So, okay, hold on. The question is, Worlds that we were excited for that ended up being disappointing, right? Yep. Okay. I'm going to have to put a slight asterisk on this because I don't know if I was excited for the world, but I was very excited for Final Fantasy 15. And the open world in that game sucks because it's just nothing. It's just like they were very true. They're like, hey, this is a game about a road trip with your boys. And it's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you spend so much time just fucking sitting there in the car listening to boring banter and i'm like hey this is like a real road trip with the boys but i don't want that in in my final fantasy game which uh yeah i have conflicting feelings about that game that is a game that i went sour on pretty quickly i loved that game when it came out and i kept coming back to it and each time i came back i was like this sucks this isn't that great i'm not liking it i liked it it, but i i didn't think it was amazing but i liked it i like the story of that game yeah, but then even the story, when I started to see, like, oh, it needs a patch to fix this part of the story. And True just... that, yeah. And then, like, the episodes added so much more that I was like, should this have been a part of the base game? I don't know. It's like one of those few examples where the, the support actually kind of fucked the game up in my eyes. I will say, I mean, I don't want to diss on it, but it's the only answer I have. Um, originally, the plan was cyberpunk, you know, AR, VR, virtual reality, and all you fucking do is hack three lines of numbers or five or whatever and on a on a on a lock somewhere and you're just like seriously that's it and i was hoping for you know a vr world or something just that entire thing was disappointing there wasn't more but i think most of the time when i go to a place i'm more surprised because i purposely try to not know you know about what what might be in a game i will agree with you valhalla i think he's wrong man valhalla dude when you go to that spot that's so good I think it's one of the bright spots, at least. I do, personally, yeah. All right. Time to blaze through the remainder of our questions here. Empty and Made writes in. Dustin, I think we already know this answer for you. Okay. Did you guys get anything for Christmas that excited yep. you? That was your whole intro, man. You were all about the Christmas get-up. I can add one thing, though. Oh, 
But you guys means. go ahead. Go ahead. Carrie, did you get anything for Christmas? The wife treat you? Your friends treat you? Uh, you treat yourself even. Yeah, we were talking about video games where like you buy your own video games, so getting one isn't isn't crazy. So yeah, I, I would say I, I mean I got a couple things here and there, but nothing really, you know, nothing. To, we we do, I do Christmas. I'm more of a giver, kind of. I mm, love to like get, I love Christmas, but I I definitely outdo because I spend like a lot, yeah. and I'm always same, excited. Yeah, I think my mom and dad bought me of all things hero hero clicks, the miniatures I like so much, That's and awesome. uh, my mom and dad usually try to go crazy and buy me something <laughs> terrible. Like one time my mom, for reasons I still cannot figure out, bought me Hellraiser for Christmas. Now, admittedly, I like horror movies, but I'm like, Christmas? What? Like, what? <laughs> it just made no sense. And by the way, I already own Hellraiser. Like it was one of those times when your mom shows that she just doesn't know you. Uh, but this time they <laughs> did give me that, and I was pretty excited. Like, I love that game. So, you know, hmm. nothing really huge. Yeah, I uh, I got a lot of things i was really uh excited about this year um i'm trying to think though like i'm wearing my new kame house hoodie um cool. that my my parents got for me um yeah they they got me the manga that i showed at the beginning like they got me a lot of uh a lot of little things a lot of clothes they got me a new monitor Very cool. sitting right here um, oh shit really you got for yeah. your pc you got a new monitor oh damn yeah, nothing awesome. like high end. I didn't want anything high end because it's right, a home. So it's like a it's like an uh, LCD monitor, but like for me, that's perfectly fine because it's still like a twenty four inch one, which I'm I love it. Like it takes up way less room at the base, and it's just a nice curved screen. I, I, I adore it. So yeah, they did a lot of things I really needed, like you know this couch pillow thing where the tablet sits on it mm-hmm. uh, for our show. That was supremely helpful. Um, I sit in bed a lot naturally, and so. You know those couch pillows that have like the kind of armrests on them? Yeah, yeah, the puffy. What's it called? I thought they were called husbands. Are they really? Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. I know. Let me me verify that. I've got one. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and so normally they're these kind of like fluffy things that you sit on and eventually they cave in from all the pressure. So my mom got me a Tempur-Pedic one. And I was like, oh my God, this is a life changer. It has. Let me check this out. It is firm. It is supportive. It is. It is. It changed how I sit in bed. It is because normally I sit with my neck kind of like curved a little bit, and it yeah. So that was one of my favorites, man. I mean, yeah, I I could probably go on, but I end up sounding spoiled. But yeah, my parents Uh, love to go crazy. Oh no, he's not. Husband pillow is the ergonomic one. Okay, yeah. So I I was looking at Tempur Pedic's website right now. I'm What's telling it called you, on there? Because I want to look this thing up. I want to buy one. I would type in Tempur-Pedic, like, not couch pillow, but I thought that's what it was called, like a couch pillow. I, I don't know, oh, but dude, it is. I'm so glad you found a good one because, uh, yeah, it found is, it. Okay, it is legit. And I've used it since Christmas Day. Like, I put it in my, I, like, took the, my, I unwrapped it. I was like, I went, holy fuck. And I picked it up and brought it straight to my room. I was like, this is being used tonight. Awesome. Like it, it's not sitting by the tree. Uh, yeah, so, you know. Um, and I suppose that helps you with reading because that's one of my major issues is I want to read in bed and laying down with a tablet or a book is very uncomfortable after a period yeah, of time. I agree. So it okay, helps a lot, cool, cool, especially because cool. the way awesome. the armrests are positioned. You didn't find co- it, Dustin? No. Yeah. Shoot. Okay. I'm having a hmm. hard time here. Finding I, will, I will. I will. I will. Send ask the my link, mom. bro. 
I will ask my yeah. mom, and I will I will hook you all up with your own Tempur-Pedic couch pillows, dude. Because uh, yeah. if if it's sturdy, which is the major thing, I'm it on is. this. I'm telling ASAP. you, ASAP. Yeah. So I because I I used to have one, and then my brother just needed something to fill the gap between his bed and his window. I was like, here, take it. I was like, I don't fucking. How use fucking it. old are we? We're celebrating a pillow. Wow. <laughs> I, I mean, look, Let's dude. Fucking, I'm giving up. I'm taking a Viagra. Right, it's sitting right there. It's sitting right there. See that? This little yeah, okay. Uh, nice it. Nice yeah. it. Yeah. Poofy. Yeah. yeah. It is awesome. it is legit, man. It is I love it. I was just playing my Switch in bed before the show because I was like, let me give this another another good whirl. And so I did. And it uh it was fantastic. So that amongst a couple of games, you know, my mom got me I just rim. She got me Fire Emblem. Cause, you know, I just send her a list and then I'm like, You don't yeah. gotta, but if you want to. Right. Because she, she 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 She's like Carrick. She's a huge giver, so she's like on me to send her lists, and then I get the spirit, and I'm like, okay, now I'm buying everyone a ton of shit, and so we just load up our Christmas tree. So, yeah, yeah. All right. I, oh, oh, real sorry. quick, man, I have to share this because I'm so it's so it's such a weird gaming thing for me. I got Holly an arcade one up of Ms. Pac-Man. I saw that shit. That was awesome, dude. I'm addicted to that shit. I bought it for her because she loves Ms. Pac-Man. And I, before right. this, I was like, Ms. Pac-Man's all right. I'm fucking addicted to that thing. <laughs> I'm, Dude, I'm obsessive about Ms. Pac-Man and my score now. The the arcade one-up machines, I, if I had more room for them, I would I would get more. I have the Turtles in Time one. That right. is, I, yeah. anytime I'm waiting for a video to render, I'm like, flip that on. Time to play. It's so fun. Yeah, man, I love those things. They're, it brings you back to a simple time, and yet it's just a great time killer. Dude, Ms. Pac-Man, it's a lot of depth. In that game, yeah. surprisingly, that I never realized until I started to really play it over and over. That's so funny. That type of gift you get for someone else, it ends up being a gift for yourself. Yeah, I knew I'd play it. I just didn't think that I would be obsessed with it. <laughs> what was her reaction when she opened it? Dude, she, not- she was pumped because, I mean, she she's like, she remembers specifically going to this one it was like a rest somewhere that she would always go with her mom and she'd have to wait. And so her mom would let her, she would play Ms. Pac-Man on an arcade. So that's her mm-hmm. favorite arcade game. Like she's upset, like loves it. And so she didn't even know it existed as an arcade one up machine. So it was like a double, like Big surprise that it existed and that I got her one. And so, yeah. Awesome. That's cool. That's yeah. That That's the best part about Christmas. Now as we, as we grow up, it's, it's kind of seeing people's reactions for things that, you know, like my mom three months ago, she was just like, yeah, uh, you know, my uh, my brother has been using his iPad to read and like they have access to New York li- public library through there. It's pretty cool. And I'm just like noted. And so I got her an iPad for Christmas. Nice, dude. Yeah. That's a that's a sweet gift right there. Yeah, because she knew when she opened it, she knew the conversation mm. for her. I think that meant more than the iPad. She knew I listened. Right. Which I always try to do. So, yeah. Great question. Thank you, MTM Made. Ben Jam writes in, I don't know if you guys discussed this yet, but what is something you want to accomplish this year, plus something you're looking forward to this year? So, gentlemen, as we set our eyes on 2021, we have a few questions left. What exactly are you hoping to accomplish this year? See, it's interesting. 2020, I hit with a with a vengeance. I was very determined. And usually, I got to have a warm-up for like two months. Once we hit March is where I think I really hit my stride because I got to get the cobwebs out from the break. And usually there's no huge game news that's demanding me to like pop out. So it's it's usually coasting and 
coping with the fact that YouTube CPM is going to fuck me for two months. But then March hits and it's like, okay, it's time to have some fun again. It's time to have a career again. Um, So this year I'm trying to, what my goal is, I'm trying to hit with that same level of, I I don't want to say intensity, but that same work ethic without fucking myself over. I think I overworked myself last year, big time. And so my goal is to be a lot more organized and disciplined with my work where I can maintain that same grind without pushing myself so beyond that I was like exhausted for days after I had started my break until I finally caught up with sleep and rest and all that. Like, and you can actually see the bags under my eyes are like gone. <laughs> They're actually gone. So I've been getting good rest, ladies and gentlemen. It's been nice. And I want to keep that. I've realized I've kind of been working in a not smart way. So that is something I want to accomplish this year. Good sleep. Hmm. Go for it, Carrick. Carrick wants to learn how to love The Witcher 3 on Switch. I'll just say it for him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, impossible! Uh, I do agree with you, though. I-, I rolled into 2021 with the expectation that there was a good chance we wouldn't make it to 2021. I didn't really put up playing together. I was like, I'm just happy to be here, man. I'm happy we didn't blow the fucking planet up. Yeah. I don't really I have I don't really have one. Um for me it's definitely I mean, I teach students. I would say mine's not YouTube. Mine's like at all. Mine's um especially because this year doesn't have any huge games like a cyberpunk, right? So there's other big games, obviously, but I just mean it's not that stupid anthill frenzy that we get. So mine's kind of probably a good thing too. <laughs> it's a very no no to do, sorry i should make sure that's clear i think it's an awesome thing so mine's yeah. like personal best for lifting i like running so personal best for running like i like the physical stuff personal best for like martial arts stuff like that i would say mine are more um i would like to figure out a way to get friends together maybe not physically <laughs> you know i don't know but like we use discord which doesn't feel the same um i've been looking at technology that's not necessarily super cheap but like, you know, conference room technology for game board game nights and like, what do you do? Uh, because I think we're stuck in this now. Like, ob- I-, I thought we were stuck last year, but most people didn't believe me. But I think we're stuck in that the world will never go back exactly like the way everybody assumes, especially with cleanliness and shaking hands and all this stuff. Um, yeah, so like my person, you could take the mask off. You'll probably like wipe out ab- every room. You're absolutely right. And like, you know. So me, one of my big goals is like, how do I make it so that I can still get together with friends and mm. do all that kind of stuff and feel somewhat more personally connected? Because we've been doing Discord board games and I'm like, this is, it's fun, but I still need a camera. Just like you and I, where you used to be like, hey, we're going to do MP3 today. We're going to do audio. And I'm like, hey, can we do camera too? Because I sort of yeah. need to see your face. <laughs> like I, yeah. I need to see the reactions. So mm-hmm. that would be mine. Just figure out a way to get everybody together. For me, this is it's interesting, Maddie, because I I watched one of your videos where you were saying how 2020 was such an awful year for so many people, but it's it was a conflicting feeling because it was such a rewarding year professionally for yeah. you, right? Yeah, that's kind of it's 2020 was the year that I finally felt like I got to a place that I've been trying for half a decade to get to, as far as like having a career in the games industry like Mm -hmm. march of last year i finally left my old job where i was editing dance recitals and stupid (laughs) shit that i didn't care about it was a great job shit no 
do not miss that at all. And <laughs> honestly, I'm wondering if I would have lost my job because of COVID. So, but um, oh, I don't know. So it was weird because 2020 was the year that I finally made it to the point of sustaining myself through games industry related stuff. And so 2021 is like, okay, I made it here. What now? Yeah, especially now, with, with yeah, especially with That's the rebrand yeah. of, you know, Collins Last Stand becoming Last Stand Media. There's like a huge new level of like ownership for me, right? Like before it was, I was, I'm still working for Colin. Obviously, Colin owns the company. He's he's the the CEO or whatever. But like mm-hmm. now that the company has changed and I'm I'm the executive producer, it it has a different feeling now i feel a lot more ownership obviously i had a lot of pride in in the products and how we operated but now it's like what what can we really do you know it's bigger yeah Yeah. so i guess the it's it's weird and i'm as two other guys that make content i'm sure that you're like me and that you are never ever fucking satisfied and it is the best (laughs) and worst thing because you are constantly working oh dude dude can I just say I literally had four videos underperform recently after like a month and a half of really good performance and I was very upset for a decent amount of time. Yeah. And I had to like collect myself. I was like, I'm such a piece of shit. I was like, that's so fucking stupid. But it's because I, I really think it's because of YouTube's algorithm. It's because those four videos can send the fucking fear of God through you. You're like, oh my God, they've taken me out of the algorithm and I am fucked. Until you see that repeat of like strong performance, you're like, I'm fucked. Right. It's so weird. If it wasn't up to a bot, I feel I feel a lot better. But that is not how it is. So you got to just accept it. But I feel you on that. You always want not more, more like greedy. No, there's, there's a, a degree of uncertainty always. Yeah, and it's I wouldn't say it's a a greed thing. It's not like I need more money. I need to succeed. Yeah, this no. company succeeds so I can be rich. Not like that. It's like I don't know. I just. Like a few years ago, just having a job, like in my mind, I probably would have said like, man, if I had a job in the game industry, that would be enough for me. Then I wouldn't have to hustle constantly. And then you get the job and then it's like, oh, okay, well. Hustling constantly. Yeah. And now it's, now it's, (laughs) I want the next thing. I want the next level of, of success or whatever you want to say. It's just like. Yeah. And you got to like almost control that, right? Because it's like the desire to be more, but like you don't want it to go to your head ever. That's the thing I've right. always tried oh. to maintain through all this is like, I, you know, like most high school kids, I was like a fucking dickhead and I grew out of that as I entered the YouTube space. And so, you know, you'll, you'll look at a video of me from like 2013 or 2014. It's a totally different person, man. And so you know, you, you you keep moving those goalposts, and I think we're all at the point now where we got to learn, like, okay, just kind of, it's okay to just keep progressing with what you have. Like, we worked so hard, and really, all of us in this last year to establish some type of foundation between our shows, this new Xbox podcast, what Last Stand Media is doing, you know, what I'm doing on a daily basis on my YouTube channel, what Carrick's doing with the reviews, you know, managing that. Is, it's, it's always like you're looking for the next project, but it's like what we offer now can definitely be enough for a, a while, right? Before you, you look, but we're so quick to turn the page. It's, right. a, it's a really common thing in our field. Yeah, it's always what's like you, you work so hard to get to a point and then it's instantly what's next. That's mm-hmm. literally what I was thinking today. I was like, okay, so we got, we got, we got Duke running and Sacred is on video. Like, okay, what's, what's next? 
Yeah, like, right. Just let it breathe for a mm-hmm. second, you know. Well, that's but the no. thing. It's good that you know that, right? It's good that you have the mindset of hungry. Like, I want to mm-hmm. know what's next, which I think is good. All of us share that. But we're smart enough to know, let it breathe so the audience can enjoy it. Because if you move right. too fast, then they're like, see ya, I'm out. Yeah. And so, yeah, man, it is a it's I, interesting I will say dichotomy. one thing, um, even though I said all mine was physical and stuff, you guys did remind me of something. Um, I don't know if this is a personal, what did we say? Personal. It could be anything. He said what you want what something say, to accomplish this year or something you want to accomplish this year plus something you're looking forward to, which we've kind of I would like answered. to see the review videos. Review videos are fine. I would like to see the side content occasionally do better on mine. So, like, I'll do something random and it'll do amazing. And then I'll do something mm-hmm. I put time into and I'll be like, what the fuck? Like, nobody, like, like it's never been done on YouTube or something and four yeah. people watch it. And you're like, and sometimes you think your own subscribers, you're like, where are my own subscribers? Like, where are these people? Like, they didn't show up. You feel like you went to a party and the party has been going every weekend and everybody's been showing up. And then you go to the next party and none of them show up. And you're all, uh, Mm -hmm. hello. It's like an echo chamber. I get that. Yeah, for sure. And then you don't want to experiment all of a sudden. It's a yeah, it causes you to like sort of go, man. What do I need to do? I need to do the video review because I know a review will do awesome. So I was like, should I just continue doing the reviews? But reviews are forty hours minimum for just playing the game. Yep. Let alone deciding what you're gonna say, fucking editing. That's why I was asking you about the you know like editors and like trying to figure that that helps a lot. Getting an editor, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does make a difference. I uh. Uh, that was one of the best choices I made this this past year. Was was, was it finally just saying I'm I'm done editing my content? Not because I don't want to, but number one, injecting new ideas into the edits. Like both Josh and Kopi, who ha- helped me edit videos, have been like immensely fucking helpful because they've just thrown like, what if we did this with the skit instead? Like normally it's just all in my head, so I'm limited by my own. What's my safe space? What? Are you, how far do I want to go? I'm definitely gonna have to do that this year. And I'm just, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. The only time it's tough is during review season because you don't want to spoil the game for them. And I'm playing the game plus making time to edit all of the content. And and, and sometimes and you want to say that's why I asked you, because I was like, how do what if I want to say something and I want to show very specific footage, but I don't know where it is, mm-hmm. you know, because I've got eight thousand five. Like, dude, I have over a terabyte for just one game. It just that's why I was asking me, you about the size of videos. Yeah, and all that. for me, it just takes a little more mental awareness of like what I did, like cyberpunk. What I did was I, I would just hit the record button. And once something interesting happened, I would usually end the recording and quickly it, tab right? out and just name it. And I'd name it yeah, like side quest already. one, you know, something cool. like that. So then you just, you know, what happens is like Josh just tells me, yeah, it's like plug and play. I just kind of. I look for the file name of the thing. Like when you start talking directly about something, I assume you have sent me the file. So he just looks through, but he's very attentive. I give Josh so much credit for that. Like he will watch my gameplay, tab through it, see, lay eyes on it first, then he'll edit because there'll be things that I have. Like I'll mention in passing that's in the middle of two hours of gameplay and he'll put it in there. I'm like, dude, how the fuck did you like, how did you find that? (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) So cool. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. He's really good. All right. We got one, two, three, four questions left. Could fly right through them. Uh, one of them is from Mac the Knife. This is the year of Dying Light 2, gents. Hot damn, I'm excited. Now, this was a couple of hours ago, ago as we post this, which is kind of funny because everything is indicated this is not the year for Dying Light 2. <laughs> so, anyway, 
Number one, think Dying Light 2 would transition to next-gen only based on the ambition of the game and Techland going for a dark gear. This is actually a question. Do you think this? I know the install base for sales is lower for next-gen games, but I feel like that's a game that current-gen consoles will hold back. Might be one of the first next-gen games to showcase the power of new consoles. Now, if we're going based off what we saw a couple of years ago, I kind of agree with this because there was a lot of interior exploration, like outside open worlds to insides, parkour choices, choices that change the world. I can understand this idea because it's a lot, a lot of us thought with cyberpunk, but cyberpunk ended up sitting on prior gen consoles. And so I understand this idea. I think it's fair to say, but what do you gents feel? I don't know. Honestly, I don't, I was is there gameplay out for this game? Yeah, I don't it's think I've amount. seen it. It's just hard to trust now because it's been so long, right? Like, right. there's just been yeah. so much silence. I don't know. I just have a hard time believing that would be the first example because I think that we'll probably see some stuff. Technically, I mean, Demon Souls remake is right. I think that game could have run on last gen at 30 fps with some modifications, but I don't know. Maybe I'm. Oh I don't... yeah, sorry. I meant at its level, but yes. Oh yeah, yeah it definitely could have. As far I guess as technically any game could be squeezed down, right? But yeah, that's the thing now is that yeah. games are so modifiable that you can you can put Witcher Three on Switch and it's a pretty good experience. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. I fucking love that shit. Damn that game, <laughs> Switch game, best game of all time on Switch. Fuck off, Nintendo. <laughs> CD Projekt Red's got it. Um, no, uh, but I feel like uh, I just don't know what. What do we mean when we want like a true next gen? Is it like I think he said going in and out of buildings and and stuff like that? And I, at least for me, it's like the things that are typically sacrificed, which we I keep going back to it, which we saw in Cyberpunk though. In Cyberpunk, the main character is voiced, and so because of that, there are clear drawbacks in the choices you can make because for everything your character says. Someone has to respond and the world has to respond and you have to make branching dialogue for those potential responses that may never be seen. For me, next gen is in that regard, those are no longer sacrifices. You were able to make that big open world, do, that do everything game and still have the branching choices that you could maybe see in a game like Wasteland 3. Not to its extent, but a level of branching choice that is not an illusion. So for me, it's the idea of next gen is the lack of sacrifice. Like the not pulling back, right? Like that feeling that feeling you don't get of, man, this actually would be so nice if it was in 60 FPS. It's like it looks good and it delivers on the frame rate kind of thing. You know, it, it's your cake and you eat it too. That's what next year right. in my head is. But Yeah, I feel like I feel like even though it maybe they're not announced, I think we'll see some games potentially like that later this year. You know, I mean it this is at the weird point of the year where it's so early in January and there's still so much that's going to be announced and released that we don't even know about. So is that exciting? I, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it is. exciting. I mean, the question though, the big question is that how many games were not announced and supposed to come out this year and due to COVID now will not, I'm wondering if that will start to feel a lighter year because of that. You know, some of those announcements maybe don't show up till next year now, but uh, yeah, I think that and Cyberpunk, like people don't want to be the next Cyberpunk. So if they haven't announced their game, they're probably triple checking and going like, is this going to happen this year? 
are you sure? Okay, we will now show it. You know, that kind of thing. I think you're going to see a lot. I think, yeah, the, the first half of the year is probably going to be dead. I think you're going to see a lot of late bloomers, so to say. Yeah, maybe that game is um, Starfield. You know, maybe not. I don't know. Well, you it's, think it's, it's coming out this year, right? It's funny you mention that because question two is what are the chances oh. we'll get Starfield this year? I'm thinking 50% at best. I do think this is the year. The, the reason I say that, though, people were like, we're not people, a couple people were like, wait, Maddie. You said that last year. I said this last year before we even knew. It was 2019. In the in the winter of 2019, I said 2020 would be the year. This was before a pandemic existed. My guess is two things. That since I thought 2020 was the year and then the pandemic happened, I was like, there's no way Bethesda is doing it this year. They did not. I think because of how much Microsoft has talked about Starfield since its acquisition, they probably know – They not probably. They do know more than us about Starfield. And I imagine that game is further along than people realize. So that is point number one as to why I think it's happening this year. Point two is, let's be real, the longer they take on this, the longer Elder Scrolls Six takes, which is their real moneymaker, although a new IP is tremendously exciting. And for me, as exciting as Elder Scrolls Six, I understand why people want the, the next thing after Skyrim, and they deserve it. Um, anyway, do they, though? What do you mean? Do they... Do Bethesda fans deserve... <laughs> this next game <laughs> talking about people like you maddie no i'm, I'm, I'm just no i mean i'm being a I am one of them i am one of them um but yeah it's it's really just that i feel like the time is now and the other thing third point and i'll shut up about it is i do feel like with cyberpunk bethesda is going to kind of ride the silence as long as possible so it probably right now optics would suggest Bethesda is not releasing Starfield this year, but I genuinely think because they have burnt been burned by Fallout 4 in a couple of ways, despite how well it did for them financially. I think creatively, Todd Howard has suggested in a lot of interviews, like, hey, you know, we definitely like dialogue. He talked about how it underdelivered. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think they're going to ride the silence. And so it's not going to look like they're going to reveal it until one day they just come out with a tweet and go, we're doing this. See us. See us on this date. All right. We're going to try to wrap this thing up. Dustin, this one's for yes. you. It comes from Never. Hey. Ooh. All right. Dustin, could you please give us some insight and the thought process behind buying the Dr. Pepper cotton candy, including the part when you put it in the glass of water and drank it? Well, so the doctor, Dr. Carrick, did you see this at all? I saw the question today, but I didn't know what the thing was. Huh? I still have it downstairs. Do you guys want to see it? I'm going to pass. Okay. <laughs> I think it was, was like a monstrosity. I'm trying to decide what I'm going to do with that. I want to see if it, it's flammable now, if I can light it. So the oh Dr. My. Pepper cotton candy Are came you from. smoke it? Holy shit, Maddie. Now we're talking. You, you said light it. I was like, oh, you're going to smoke it. Because that's stuff that's you're going to smoke cotton candy from Dr. We, Pepper. We may be able to find the cure, not only for COVID, but every disease <laughs> through the Dr. Everything. Pepper cotton candy. <laughs> no, that was something I saw when I was at Family Video for their closing thing, and I was like, this looks horrifying. I must own it. And then it's just like, you open it up, and there's this just, like, pink log. Of... Did you put your hands <laughs> on it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I put it in my mouth. That's Maddie, true. That's true. I tasted okay. it. My question with this was, you picked up the bag. And when I saw the first picture that you posted of the bag, I'm like, oh, it's a bag of, like, powder. You just dump it in, right? 
But then I saw, obviously, the picture afterwards. You guys got to go to Dustin's Twitter profile and see this. It's like you said, it's like a fucking, it's like just meat in there. Dude. So when you picked up that bag, did you feel like the weight of this thing just kind of like fall to the other side of the bag? And you're like, there's something in here that is not right. It's just like condensed cotton candy. I mean, like, that's the thing. When I cut it with the knife, it kind of expanded a little bit, almost like. um. Okay. Yeah. I So. I don't know. It was one of those things where just one thing led to another. Like I opened it up and then it looked like this perfect loaf. So I thought, why don't I cut this? And then I ate a piece of it and it was not very good. And I noticed that like it got, I don't know if it was like, I took a bite and I noticed it got really dark where my spit was on it. And I'm like, I wonder what would happen if I put that in water and then shit happened, man. Yeah. Go look at the Twitter thread. It is for those who are listening. Uh, it is family video retweeted that too. I saw that was <laughs> hilarious. It was awesome. That's cool. <laughs> All right. Two more and then we'll skedaddle. My fat cock two. writes in and he puts in parentheses, multiple cube gang in his, uh, in his discord name. So we've gone this far. We're resetting for 2021. We're going to find a new thing to argue about. I think the cube thing has been done to death. We're going to move on. I think, I think the Witcher three on switch was a good start for a debate. And we're mm. going to see what, what happens in future patron questions and sure. and where the audience takes us. Happy New Year's, guys. All right. How long do you guys take to take down Christmas decorations? It's always January 1st in this household. Yeah, for me, it was just before. No, it was it was January, like, 2nd. On, this year, though, for some reason, like, Janu- like Christmas, uh, I guess it would be December 26th or 7th. I was ready to get rid of them. I was just like, really? it was mainly a space thing because the, the tree takes up where there's normally a chair. So that chair then goes somewhere else in the living room. Mm. I was like, I just don't want this set up anymore. I what about it. you, Carrick? What was the question again? How long do you take to take down your Christmas decorations? Uh, I don't take them down. Ever? You just leave them up year round? I don't really put them up or down. Um, my wife does. So I would say mm. if I, if she takes them down whenever she leaves them up for months sometimes. And then sometimes awesome. takes them down. I love it's just sort of them. all over the place. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to give a, a ride by Carrick's house like that one year and just, you know, the, the, the winter. Well, the icicles have been out for two years. Yeah. We have blue icicles. Those are what we use to light our de- uh our uh, front porch. So those haven't gone. Yeah. Yeah, so I technically we do have those, and those are definitely Christmas, you know, Christmas yeah. icicles. I think is what they're called. Yeah, I feel that. I, I keep I, I take mine down pretty. Well, I still have this little tree next to me. I got to get rid of that, but otherwise <laughs> everything everything goes January first. All right, last question of the show. Thank you guys so much for writing in. We wanted to make sure because we were we lapsed on an episode last week, and then uh, with with patron questions, and we just wanted to make sure you were all caught up. So. Now we move into our last question. Great 51 writes in, I just upgraded my keyboards from membranes to mechanical with Cherry MX brown switches. Early on, the tactile click isn't as noticeable as I would have thought, but it still feels and sounds quite nice to me. The most noticeable benefit so far has been the build quality and extra heft feels so much nice. It is like the difference between the DualShock 3 and DualSense. The latter just feels so much better in my hands. Do you guys have any kind of special keyboards or mice preferences? arrows and number pads or something super compact with just basic keyboard keys. I need my number pad. Cheers. 
Hmm. See, I'm, I'm, I've just, I'm very simple. I'm a simple man. Like every PC player is always about the ins and outs and the colors and the switches and all that shit. And I'm just like mechanical keyboard. That's it. Gaming mouse with numbers on side. That's it. So I, you know, I'm a very simple man. I'm easy to please in this department. I'm sure you guys can give more educated answers if anything here. Um, you know, cause I had the row cat, mechanical keyboard and that has a number pad on the right of it so if that's what you're looking for look in that yeah i have a is corsair that the mafia one yes oh, that is the mafia one. i apologize i just wanted to bring up that that was the only thing in the entire history of the channel that i've kept from a company yeah it's the best keyboard Same. and i'm a membrane five dollar it can be a 99 cent keyboard i don't give a fuck like and i never have but whatever is going on in this keyboard is awesome yeah it's hmm. legit a one legit yeah, so sorry. I just wanted to say that. Yeah, that's oh, no, it's a great keyboard. Rocat. I don't even know that. Do you even know what it is, hey, Maddie? Because I don't even know what it is, like numbers. It just wise, says Rocat on it, but it just yeah, says Rocat. Whatever I, it is, the fucking yeah, thing is sweet. You know, because I I am on the bottom rung of the influence ladder for these companies. Like, and I, I don't want to sound ungrateful, but I'll get like socks, or I remember CD Projekt Red sent me like <laughs> fucking Rockstar Energy. I'm like, cool. We, we got the um, banana, the cat. Yeah, I got the banana for prey. Yeah, I just, you know, I've gotten some weird fucking shit that I just, yeah. I not that I got to use everything, but I definitely don't go crazy about. So, um, yeah, to get a mechanical keyboard was pretty nice because it definitely is really good. And it has stuck. I had yeah, a developer yeah. give me uh, an air plant in a glass globe at PAX. And it was okay. cool, but I oh, was yeah, like... Oh, yeah, you talked about that because... Did I talk about it? Back, right? You like, did. You the... told me. It might have been you and me. I don't think Maddie was here for that podcast. Was, oh, no, yeah. You were telling right. me, like, how the fuck am I supposed to get this back to my... like? Uh, to my... Thank you, but... Yeah, this is I did get the air plants ever. home. I think that we <laughs> threw away the globe because I was like, I'm just not risking yeah. this in my luggage i'm sorry yeah can you imagine but, uh, that shit yeah but uh as far as keyboards i've actually am kind of intrigued by getting a better keyboard i have a corsair keyboard that has cherry mx brown switches in it and it has like special customizable keys their software is terrible shit um yeah it's their bad software is shit i wish it? i would have known that before i bought it but wow. it I've got it to a point where it works for what I need and it was like a hundred bucks. So I'm just, I'm going to use it until it dies. But at that point yeah. I might get something crazier, but it has the number pad on the side. So, yeah. so the number pad like or me. the G, the G code. Do you mean the number, both. just, just the numpad? Yeah. I like the numpad. I don't necessarily need the G, the, what do you call them? The, the macros, I guess. Yeah. I have um, those, those set I for need editing. The numpad though. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. I could definitely I have, see for editing that would shit. I should probably do that. I have like a key that. set to make cuts and then like a key that that will ripple delete. So Bro, you have not made the step like I have to voice command. Voice command editing? I use voice command editing for everything, yeah. <laughs> so I'll say cut, cut, split. cut, 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 split, cut, ripple, cut, 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 ripple. It's the greatest fucking thing in the world. I use voice command for everything, Dustin. I bought that $5 program, and I use that shit like nobody's business. I have Windows stuff. You should try it. It's 5 bucks, man. Huh. You should, it will blow your mind. Like, you can, for example, you can do macros and say, save file. Name file, blah, blah, blah. And just boop, 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 boop. It'll, Did you it's... like the connect voice commands for Skyrim? 
Do you remember that? Where you could say Fusro Da uh, and then it would do it in the game? Da, right? Yeah. yeah. I love voice commands, um, but not that. I did like the did you guys ever do the Tom Clancy shooter uh End War? End War had full voice commands on the Xbox. So you could be shooting, you'd be like, you could command Vegas your spider bot. Oh yeah, you know, I think Vegas did as well. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Anyway. But anyway, yeah, voice voice attack, man. You need to try it. It's ten bucks or five bucks, I think. Five or ten. You should try it just to see if you like it. It's yeah, I, that's it, intriguing. It a lot of shit. Yeah. All right. Well, that is episode two eighty four of the Ham Radio Podcast. We thank all of the patrons for writing in. Dustin, it says right now you're playing Dragon Quest Eleven. That's on, Holly. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, I, I I think my friend noticed, and they're like, Dustin's playing Dragon Quest Eleven. I'm like. No way that's Dustin. <laughs> no, Holly fucking loves that game. She's having a really? great time. Yeah. That is awesome. That yeah. is awesome. I almost envy her in a way. I got to try that. <laughs> well, with that, it's time for us to wrap up. Hopefully next week's a lot more interesting on the news front, but we did manage to make it entertaining here in the patron question section. So we thank all of you for writing in and improving our show each and every week. And gentlemen, any final words outside of the hashtag before we wrap up? Final words. Hashtag gotta get some fucking food. Oh, dude, dude I'm starving food. right now. I had a I've, migraine for two hours. It went away. That's how long we've been doing the podcast. Yeah, it's I was going to say, it's man. three hours and 15 minutes. And I'm like, dude, we got to go. My shit is going to explode. Like, we, <laughs> I'm getting old, man. We hit my back hurts. <laughs> it's like crazy how long this was. Um, All right. This one, I think it's because it's been a while. We were in such a three hour routine. Well, like my you body just started went talking so about something. I fucking tuned out. You in the first, when we were announcing what we started playing, you went for thirty-seven minutes. I don't even know what you were talking about. What? Were, whatever game? Yeah, when we started talking about what we were playing, you just started talking about some game and what you've been playing. And I've tuned out. I'm not saying it was bad. I tuned out <laughs> no, because my funny. head hurt. And I looked up at the clock, and I'm like, Maddie's been going for like almost thirty minutes. You were all, I'll get to, what were you, do you remember what I was, was talking, about, talking about? I was talking about Somnium Files, anime, and uh, there was Fire. something it. else. It was a long one. We had a long starting, <laughs> by the way. It was almost that, 45 minutes just yeah. for the. I, I intentionally, while you guys were talking, I split up our intro versus what we were playing just so that people can kind of mentally segment oh, that gotcha. and survive sorry. a little just bit easier. Sorry. Be like, yeah. sorry. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's still cool. It's just, yeah, it went for, it, I mean, it's yeah. been two, two or three weeks. Yeah. We had to make up last week. It needs like, some time yeah. with the boys. Yeah. You know, need some time with the boys. Period. Sure. Oh, speaking of that. Nope. I can't even bring it up because I'm out of time. We should uh, next, whatever we should, no, you don't do movies. Well, occasionally, put out like the proposition. I'm, I'm interested. Or TV shows, because like the boys uh, becoming a video game. There's some. There's now a rumor that that's a, a major mm. developer is now looking at the boys for a video game, which fucking would be awesome. And it was slipped up by one of the voice actors, or sorry, one <laughs> of the actors, and a voice like you know their voice being used. Um, it would just be fun to occasionally talk about something like that. Like, um, cause I think we miss out a little bit on not being able to talk about those as much. That's so I got to force you to watch some movies. Okay. I just don't know how to do it. I don't know. I, I, I got, mean, I'm not I, I've already set. seen it, but I I'll, I'll watch the Joker again. I got it in Blu-ray. Or Never seen Blu-ray. that by the way. Oh. Never seen I the Joker. I love that movie. It's so good. 
You it's should good. go see it, Carrick. <laughs> I love that. Dude, see, the difference between you and me is I'll fucking watch it tonight. <laughs> because I'm a man of my fucking word. <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> no, I definitely had a habit. Shots well, here's fired. the thing. Just yeah, not no. to stretch this out, but I just got to say, I've accepted when it comes to consumption of anything outside of video games, I will never satisfy anybody. Because when I'm not watching anime, I'm watching too many movies. When I'm watching too many movies, I'm not watching enough anime. I'm missing this show. I'm missing something somewhere. There's a lot going on, too. Yeah. I'm, oh, and right? not even like, oh, new it's shit. Crazy. It's like, oh, you got to go back and watch this. Or you got to go over and yeah, watch that. Right. When I first Always. knew you, I think I mentioned something because I didn't know how much of a human travesty you were. TV shows. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so, oh, it was the, Avengers. It was a it was a superhero movie. And you, you were like, dude, I haven't seen that. And I was like, what the fuck? No human on the earth with eyes hasn't seen that. What do you I mean? Remember, uh, and then, I remember calling. I was thinking the other day and out of all places, I was in the shower. I was thinking of you in the shower, I guess. And I was okay. uh, I, I was thinking of the time I called Agents of Shield hot garbage oh. and then quickly rolled back my statement because I realized I was too harsh and you're like, dude, you just called it human garbage. Like I don't think you can call it decent after that. <laughs> like you just called me on my shit and I'm like, damn, good thing I'm not in like TV criticism because that was bad. <laughs> good times, good times. Yeah. Getting to know one another, never quite yeah. sure what somebody's gonna you're say. Like, hey, I'm gonna run a podcast with this fucking idiot. See dude, how that should be the uh that should be the hashtag hot garbage. Hot, hot garbage. garbage. People, God, sure. There you go. That's <laughs> so wrong. It's so wrong. <laughs> All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed. Let us know if you got this deep on Twitter with the hashtag hot garbage. We look forward to hearing from you. And with that, it's time for us to sign out. We'll catch you guys later. All right. As Carrick tries to hold in his laughter. <laughs> All right. Peace out.